All right, hello. Uh, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing Mothership tonight uh, at long last, continuing uh, after that, that crazy cliffhanger we ended on, uh, if you watched the last episode, where there were mm -hmm. sphincter pillars or some stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll jump into what the hell that means. I got a couple little... A little new 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 things for the overlay here. I'm not sure if the players are watching, but I can temporarily put up your character art that we totally uh, got from Artflow, and then I'll get rid of it at some point too. So like it's there now, and then oh, where'd it go? Like so when we play. So and other little bells and whistles as well. Uh, and we're also thanks to our friends uh, at Norse Foundry. We're actually back to physical dice again, which we're very excited about. Uh, so. Make sure everybody, when you roll dice, you call out what you uh, what you rolled and everything, right? You gotta you gotta do that. Okay. Um, so what is this? I think this is episode four. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is pretty fun. It is. Uh, but I, I'll do the I'll do the summary. I'm gonna do a lengthy summary because we missed our last session, and so we've been off for like four weeks. So I'm gonna do a lengthy summary to catch up on where we were, uh, and to touch on the, the horrible chaos that was the last episode, uh, and then we'll. Uh, yeah, then we'll get started. So why don't we do some? Uh, why don't we do some intros? Tell us who you're playing, all that kind of stuff, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So, Melissa, tell us uh, tell us about Liko Win. Well, that's right. I'm first. Uh, so Liko is a uh, teamster. Uh, she's pretty good at like piloting and industrial equipment and jerry rigging and that kind of thing. Um, she has a trauma response. Uh, once per session, she can take advantage on a uh, panic check. And yeah, she saw some interesting things last time. Uh, especially in that elevator, right? That uh, yeah. that was that was one of the that's things. Gonna, what? That's going to be a new Disney ride at some point, I think. <laughs> so we'll see. And something that I see on the overlay was also something that I saw too. Yeah. So I still, yeah, I've been, man, like we haven't played for four weeks and like, I, I just, I really been hitting the mid journey stuff a lot. Cause it's very great. I think it's a cool tool for GMs. Like, cause you want to get some art, like, but you can't like do all the art all the time. So it's just, it's cool. So, but yeah, if you recall, I can't, I can't remember if it was first or second episode, uh, but you came across a postcard Lico, mm -hmm. uh, for Mount Sura, where you from, where you're from. Uh, here. And now I see it on the screen. There it is. There it is. So I have something for everybody except for Steven because I don't like him. Uh, but that's that. Uh, next up, uh, <laughs> we got our Android. We got uh, we got Long. Long, tell us about tell us about Helix. Playing Helix, an Android. He's got asteroid ash complexion like skin. He's got a bio pet penguin, a little penguin named Pee Pee. And he's proficient in like hacking in computers and math. Also, something as early as memory. Not really memories that he has, but his first output input was Hello World. Hello World. Hey, wait a second. Wait a second. I know. I see what you're doing. Okay. So I'm not sure if you can see the overlay. Well, yeah. So oh. I listened to the whole episode uh, last time. And there is, I remember during the intros, we were talking about PV, and I was saying that. Uh, that I am like, what, what do you think he was doing? You thought he was like belly sliding down hallways. And I was like, I think he's got his feet up smoking a cigar and is like flying somewhere else with the ship. And so I made a penguin with a cigar in his mouth. And so there you go. It's canon now. Uh, and at some point you're like, you ask the question, you're like, do penguins smoke? No long penguins don't smoke. No, no. Okay. Nice. That's amazing. <laughs> yep. 
So it was very fun. I don't know. This one I, does. Yeah. I do. And this and now does. we have we have visual evidence that penguins can smoke. It's true. They can, uh, but they know it's bad for them, so they usually don't. So they're very health they're conscious, those creatures. He just likes uh, the flavor of it on his mouth. You know, he doesn't actually yeah. inhale. He likes the <laughs> okay, scent, just, you know? He... <laughs> what what we were you gonna say, Ashley? All right. I don't. I don't want to. Say. Okay. <laughs> are you making like a, you making like a phallic joke or something? My, oh, my mental filter went no. Okay. All right. I thought we were gonna do like some like the, some sort of Freudian mm. thing. All right. Uh, next up, we got <laughs> we got Doctor Menton. Uh, Derek, tell us about Doctor. Ma- I thought about putting up a picture of just a just a a man squatting and taking a shit in an elevator, but. No. Uh, Mid Journey does have some banned words, and shit is one of them, so it didn't really work. So tell us about Dr. Menton there, uh, there Derek. Yeah, so Dr. Menton um, was once, you know, a, a doctor in a hospital, you know, working, saving lives, uh, and then just things happened, and he ended up uh, becoming homeless, uh, living on the streets, surviving day in and day out, grabbing what he could. Um He's fairly certain the mob is after him, uh, the space mob, that is, because he couldn't save uh, one of their leaders. And so that's why his medical license is suddenly no longer a thing and why he no longer has a job. And he's, you know, eating out of trash cans and everything like that. He has these uh, wonderful overalls that he made himself out of his scrubs that he used to own. Um, and it's got, you know, Sesame Street characters, so he's nice and inviting looking whenever he asks people for any spare change, and he doesn't look threatening or intimidating at all. Excellent. And I did, uh, you've already seen these, but I dropped them on the overlay so people in, in, you know, in the audience can see it, but we made a, we made a pair of them. Your, your slapped together Sesame Street character overalls. So there we go. Oh, as we, thank you so much for the, uh, for the gift sub. Very nice of you. Uh, I see you gifted one to Derek, that's Dr. Throat Yogurt, <laughs> who apparently is not subscribed to our own channel, and no, Dan, I'm bad about this. Uh, who I, I can accept, Dan, I can accept that, that's fine, um, that's, that, that's okay. Hey, Eric, how's it going, man? Uh, uh, you could fly under the radar with that until somebody gives you a sub. Yeah, I'm just oops. terrible this at social media. This freaking freeloader down here. Like, okay, no, 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 that's, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine, okay, okay. Uh, all right. Next up, uh, we have uh, the man who missed uh, last session uh, for, I don't know, some sort of important family reason or whatever, uh, but still managed to listen in uh, during part of it, if I recall. Uh, but uh, but he, he's here now, uh, much to our chagrin. Stephen, tell us about Corporal Reed. Uh, yeah, Corporal Reed. Uh, he's Jarhead or ex-Jarhead, I should say. Uh, he made it to sergeant at one point. Uh, the dishonorable discharge, they said they'd put him down to the rank that he last served honorably. He's still very bitter about that. Uh, he uh, doesn't have many skills, uh, but he can shoot things fine. He can run okay. Uh, he kind of started this uh, dive a little unprepared. Uh, he was just showing up with a tank top and a scalpel. Uh, how much more do you need? Uh, the tank top has since become very, very bloody after a uh, shotgun blast to the neck. Uh, I think I'm going to pull through, but we'll we'll see how it goes. It is packed with socks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah tons yeah. and tons of socks. They yeah. left you. I'm not sure if you recall. If you yeah, 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 yeah. They left <laughs> you with a stranger, I... which a, with a total stranger. They just left total stranger on this crazy sta- space station with a stranger. That's it. I performed successful 
dental surgery on him. He's like an acquaintance. I thought now, you basically. failed, actually. I thought no, you failed no, I don't remember that part. I think I you failed the, the test. Yeah. <laughs> you totally <laughs> don't remember <laughs> that we decimated his entire like last two yeah. teeth. Uh, the tooth is going to rot. Episode two, I'm pretty sure you failed. Yeah, and then episode three is you tried to perform po- posthumous optometry by extracting eyes from people. So stuff like that. Okay. It's a lot uh, easier when the subject doesn't move. It's true. Uh, it is true. Uh, and finally, we've got uh, we've got Ashley. Ashley, tell us about Abby. Uh, I'm playing Abby, and she is another um, teamster, like Mel, uh, or Liko, I should say. And um, but yeah, but she specializes more in like field medicine um, and zoology. So basically, she was like a nurse kind of person at some sort of like industrial like warehouse so like when guys would get their fingers and stuff like chopped off in the machines she'd cauterize them so they don't die um her bedside manner atrocious but is it better than dr menton's i'd say probably i have the inviting pajama or overalls uh that is true but um but yeah but last time um i actually found my my dead aunt uh, yep. Yeah, she was definitely was dead. That's true. Definitely, definitely dead. Uh-huh. Uh, and it freaked me out a bit. Yeah, we learned lot, about your car, which is what's yes. on the overlay right now. Mm-hmm. Is your car? I just put together some random feature car. I was going to do like a whole advert <laughs> for it, but I ran out of time. There's only so much time. What was the last Maybe. time you hit a rock, Abby? Hmm. Whatever happened to your car? Oh, that's right. You don't know. So I don't. Hmm. I don't know what happened to my car. I don't even mean? remember my car really. That's true. Okay. I don't know if your bedside manner is better or worse than Leo Menton, but your elevator banner is definitely a step <laughs> up from Dr. Leo Menton. All right. So hey, did, we all do things we regret in stressful times, okay? That's true. That's true. <laughs> You're like, when you get on an elevator, everyone kind of turns around and faces the door. I hate people who get on the elevator and look at Ew, you and they, and they face don't turn you? around. But I realize now that there's actually something worse the person could do, and that's shit in the corner of an elevator while I'm riding it. That's That's way worse. <laughs> Than making eye contact with you while you're on the <laughs> elevator. Did not know that. All right, let's. Uh, the let's elevator dive. excrementer. Oh gosh, that's your new title. <laughs> All right. So like an HOA uh, villain. Oh jeez. All right, last episode uh you all began in a, a cubicle camp basically it was an old cub- large cubicle office that became like a camp for you know artifact divers coming and going uh from uh from this this huge space station this cloud bank synthetics facility um you you rested you were resting with your new diver friend nelly and you were diving you know you were looking through like some leftover gear nelly was giving you some information lay of the land here and there There's a couple different elevators from floor one one of them goes down to the floor four and floor six another one goes down to floor two uh floor two you also mentioned how floor three is like the largest of all. And they're this huge, like huge place ripe for like artifact diving and things like that. But it's only accessible through through floor two um, that he knows of anyway. Uh, he looked at he offered to look after Reed as you all went about your business looking for medical supplies to hopefully help Reed, who is who is still sort of nursing uh, a gunshot wound to the neck. He's out of the woods. He's not going to die necessarily, but he's also not going to be uh, he's not going to be fully wounded or what i'm not sure what that like the way the wounds work in mothership um you also noticed that there is this uh escape pod this pristine escape pod connected to the cubicle camp through a secure airlock helix found a radio talked to a dude named jerry who was asking for help saying he was in the garden on floor two and he needed some help because these androids were closing in on him 
Uh, he wanted some help, you know, he offering credits and smokes, etc. Uh, so you decided to head out, try to kill two birds with one stone. Um, but you made a couple stops in the the storage room on the first floor. Uh, I think it was Lico and Helix messed around with this like makeshift retina scanner that kind of blinded them for a moment, but otherwise didn't really seem to do anything. The rec center, Abby came across um, what looked like a, a, a locker with like family photos from somebody, and she was in one, sort of, kind of, maybe. And there was also a person who was like hidden in a different locker. Uh, a diver named Yurabi who was begging for help. She gave you this story about how her crew uh, kind of fell apart after one of her one of her people, Chun Chun, like murdered the other, and then like they were fighting over this apparently amazing battery or something like that. She was speculating that they had found this artifact. Uh, so she said she was going to follow you around, help you out. But then, as Menton was ripping an eye out, and as Abby was trying to write messages and graffiti, she kind of disappeared at that point. I think Liko. Went looking, found some like weird androids with big old heads and stuff and fled. And then you all eventually got on the elevator to go down the floor too. And that's where shit happened, literally, <laughs> as some weird stuff was going on. There's some weird graffiti. It felt like the elevator was going to, was going to collapse and just everyone just lost it for a bit. Um, you, when you got out, you were in this like fancy executive lobby. Uh, it was like, actually looked for the first time, like a very normal place, clean, well, you know, like kind of well-kept you found, uh, you found like a, a locked door that you couldn't get through. Helix tried to hack into it, but failed in a bathroom nearby. You found like this, some, you found like a, a custom rigging gun. You found some tiny purple, purple crystals that looked really valuable. You saw some weird notes about the Minotaur extending beyond the Minotaur and Ishmael sending his regards. Uh, and you started to crawl through, these vents to the sewer area where you found a dead body, uh, where some sort of silicon lump you were able to extract from it that like made whale sounds when you squeezed it and seemed to sort of mesmerize Menton for a few moments. Uh, in a different room in the, in the sewers is massive chamber, um, all sorts of this industrial equipment. Uh, I think Menton and Helix found a, a dead diver body and, Liko and Abby found two troubleshooters, those mercs that, that shot Reed, stabbed and impaled onto a wall. When they removed the helmets, they both recognized them. Liko recognized her, her uh, I think it was your cousin, Glenn, an art teacher, Glenn. and Abby. You recognized your Aunt Vicky. Uh, and both of them, strangely enough, had synthetic fingers. The rest of their bodies, as far as you could tell, looked normal, but like synthetic fingers, the strangest thing. You realized quickly that you weren't alone, as there is these really um, friendly, overly friendly uh, androids who refer to themselves as the chosen when they came across you and they agreed to show you to the garden uh, along the way they you stopped in this like visitor shrine with this big old like fleshy statue that uh, that they said represented the you know being chosen by uh, by monarch right and then they led you into this this garden and inside this garden <laughs> I don't know what you're expecting when I said garden but you, when you when you entered into the garden it was a massive Not conference that, hall. And within it were these 100-foot-tall pillars of pseudo-flesh. Each of them had these large sphincter holes, which were oozing pseudo-milk. I'm sorry for those of you who are having to listen to this again. And you will notice how dozens of these chosen androids were lingering in the area. Some of them were crawling over the pillars, coming in and out, you know, kind of going in and out of these, uh, these holes and stuff like that. And that's where we ended. So... I would like everyone who is in that room, so everyone to read, go ahead and take a take a stress and start there. Take one stress and then hit that blind uh, macro button that sends me a special message. 
Oh, right. And I gotta find that button. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and throw a picture of the chosen up on the screen too. Okay. All right. So, so the four of you, without Reed, you are inside the garden. You are. You can notice first of all that the the the, the chamber extends extraordinarily far like it's like the size of a football field and you can tell that there are these old like conference tables that are kind of broken down to these piles of like refuse and debris kind of pushed off to the sides as if they're still lingering there you can see this banner uh, at some point from like an old conference that might have been been held here Um, and you recall that it was in here that you were getting that message from Jerry but this, this place is huge and this is what you see the uh, the chosen androids, these these relatively pristine, kind of glossy-looking uh, synthetics, kind of turn to you. This is the garden. Welcome to the garden. This is one of the most wonderful places we have here. You said you were looking to come here, and we have brought you here, our new friends. What do you think of this magnificent place? Is it as magnificent as you were expecting? Magnificent is a word for it. A great word for it. Indeed. Indeed it is. So why is it that you are here? We're looking for someone. (gasps) Oh, that is wonderful. Who is it you are looking for? Perhaps we can help you find them. I, you know, I mean, this, we, it's our first time here. It seems like a great time for us to look around and really take it in ourselves. Well, I believe that is okay. You are more than welcome to wander about, of course. You remember our rules, however. I, I wouldn't mind a refresher on what the rules are. Well, you have to promise that you are not going to free the, the Minotaur, of course, and you cannot do anything that would potentially threaten the very fragile truce that we have with the fallen androids. That's right, now, they, I remember those They, rules of there. course, are not here. If they were here, we would take them to reformatting, but... Fortunately, they are not. Everyone here is of same and equal mind. That is correct. We are of same and equal mind. We are of equal mind, yes. We will not do anything to affect the truce. Excellent. I must must also warn you of a few places. You cannot go, and he's kind of, be careful when you leave. When you are ready to leave this chamber, come seek us out, and we will be glad to escort you. There are places within our domain that are not necessarily um for outsiders but if we were to escort you perhaps you might be allowed to go do these orifices lead anywhere well if you go inside you can find a place to rest and recuperate yes is each one a different place to rest and recuperate or is it multiple entrances to the same place it looks They are all separate pillars, of course. It is... You speak of some sort of experimental physics that is beyond the capacity of this this room. It is just a garden, after all. A garden, yes. Indeed. Understood. Yes. We're the chosen frolic. And rest and recuperate. Sometimes when you go to gardens, there are little pieces of metal that tell you what 
what you're looking at and what the different are, are such things here in your garden? Hmm. No. I did not realize there were little pieces of metal in gardens that tell you where you are at, but you are in a garden. Why would you need to be told those things? So you know what you're looking at when you look at different things in the garden. It's educational. Hmm. I believe we have already educated you. Perhaps we are malfunctioning and not educating you properly. Hmm. We'll do a it's okay. diagnostic. It was just a curiosity. Hmm. No, I believe it's important for us to do a self-diagnostic, and if there is any any issues, we will go to reformatting. Voluntarily, of course, for that is what Monarch would want. Now, continue. Explore. Enjoy. And come get us when you are ready to leave. Thank you. You are welcome. So, they kind of... <laughs> Liko and Abby just make the faces yeah. of each other that we just made. <laughs> and you all have a modicum of privacy, not a ton, but you are somewhat separated, yeah. And the, these gardens were floor two, right? Yes. You are on the second floor, that is correct. I'll revisit the radio to see if I can get in contact with Jerry. Okay, uh, you tap into the radio. Use the same sort of frequency that you had con- no, that that was on when you were trying and speaking with Jerry above, and you get no response. Sort of an empty. You can repeat over and over again, but nothing, nothing comes. It's no response. Either he lost his receiver, or it's too late for him. Did you guys confirm or not if that one guy that you guys found dead was Jerry? You didn't have any. There was no There's... identifiable material. Okay. Got it. There is. This is a large area. Should we endeavor to explore it? Let's take a look. Uh, okay, so you just start spanning out. Again, there's dozens of these pillars. There's all sorts of like this, uh, r- you know, like refuse and stuff. Uh, well, not refuse is kind of an overstatement, but basically like broken down debris from old conference setups. Uh, and there's other there's other chosen that are here. Some of them are like crawling almost like spider monkey style up and down these pillars and disappearing into and coming back out of the the, the pillars. Um, but that is what you see. So what is it? You, where is it you're searching? What is it you're looking for? That kind of thing. I think Liko would want to kind of look through some of the piles and just see, like, if there's anything other than table table legs and tabletops and whatnot. Okay. All right. Uh, what about Helix and Menton and Abby? Curious about the Orphis, so maybe I'll try exploring one okay right. this is of no surprise <laughs> Elix is that the is, first that one. is very true <laughs> uh abby will probably just kind of like walk along just looking around to see if she sees any other um possibly jerry or anybody because okay. he did say he was hiding okay fair enough all right uh and then menton 
Yeah, I'm going to check one of the other orifices. A okay. separate one from Helix. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so let's do these. Let's do these in sort of like reverse order. So, Abby, uh, you're kind of wandering around. You're looking for any, like, you're just looking for anything else that kind of pops out. You do find like a couple entrance like entrances and exits that you kind of just do like a sweep around the perimeter uh of the of this large chamber it takes you a few minutes you know a few minutes to do like a full pass through it right but you do notice that there appears to be a guarded like you 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 see these chosen much like you you've seen before uh-huh. but they're slightly different as they have these almost like scrap metal wings that seem to extend out of their backs and they're carrying these strange machetes that they have and they seem to be guarding a door that goes out of like one of the, you know, one of the smaller walls. Think of it like a giant rectangular like room, okay. like a like a big old football field. And so yeah. like that one of the end zones basically, they're kind of guarding that. There does appear to be another door as you kind of weave around to uh to like the sort of one of the longer passages on the opposite side of where you entered. You see another path. And like each one of the walls basically has has an exit, but okay. the one of them is guarded. The other one appears locked, but not garden, or not um, not guarded. And then there's another one where you can see, uh, like we'll call it, like just you know, west for the sake of it. So to the right from where you entered, mm-hmm. there's like you can see a couple of the chosen coming and going relatively freely uh, from what looks like uh, another you know another door that kind of heads off into a different different chamber. Um, Menton and Helix, you uh, you pick separate. Uh, pillars and sphincter holes to crawl into uh it is not um yeah it's very it's it's definitely an awkward feeling climbing up these things it's a little slick and slippery um and you crawl inside um how about this roll a let's do some rolls because it's not the easiest climb uh and this is less about you you know, failing and more about how difficult it makes it look for you. Roll some strength tests. And if you have any kind of skills related to athletics, you can go ahead and add those bonuses as well. Is meeting the strength is a success at 28 out of 28? Uh, yeah, 28 uh, equal, equal or under. So I play it. So it's not going so weird. See, if I add my roll to my strength, I got a 33. Uh, 33. Uh, What what was your target? Uh, What's your your strength score? 26. Okay. Do you have any skills related to athletics? Let me take a look. I do not. I don't have any. Okay. All my skills are medicine. Yeah. So that'd be a fail. Helix, Helix, you pass. So, Leo, it's not that you don't get inside. It's just it's a very embarrassing display of you trying to crawl this, like, gooey, fleshy pillar and falling down a few times. Not to the point where it hurts you, but you find yourself just completely covered in this pseudo-milk. And a few times, Chosen come by, and, like, they kind of give you odd looks and smiles and waves. And then at a certain point, one of them, like, helps you. They're just, like, they're, they, they just feel like... Would you like to go inside? We can show you inside if that is what your wish is. Come, come, here. Crawl on top of my back. I will crawl you up to the nearest sphincter. A grumble, something like, thanks. Thank you. 
And Helix, you get in without any any sort of issue. You guys go inside, and it's like a hollowed-out pillar, but you almost see, like, on the inside, it, it almost looks like a like, like these weird, like, nesting cocoons where it almost it almost looks like kind of like wrapped over pieces of flesh where the androids seem to... You're not sure if they're sleeping or if they're powered down or recharging, but they're all along, kind of lined along the inside of the pillar. They're not, like, overwhelming numbers, but you can see, you know, four or five of them inside a pillar scattered a bit, but it's like they've they've attached themselves to the wall and kind of pulled over like a piece of flesh like it's a blanket. And you both see the same thing, different pillars, neither of them really stand out from the other. So then we're able to see all the way up to the pillar as high as it goes? Yeah, you can, I mean, you can, if you ask, like the Chosen will kind of climb you up, be glad to like to be your 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 chariot and yeah you go all the way up to the ceiling and the ceiling you can tell is just there's at the very top of the interior of the pillar it's just stops where there's like flush ceiling essentially take a closer look at these sleeping androids see if they're similar to the chosen we've met yeah so they don't look identical but you can tell that they have the same kind of look where like they're clearly synths uh but in a kind of uncanny valley sort of way. They have functioning eyes, they have functioning noses and mouths and ears. They look human-ish, but you can tell by looking at them, you know, if anyone were to look at them even remotely closely, they would clearly pass as synths, right? Uh, maybe at a distance they might not, um, but when you see them, they, they kind of got this this slightly off color off like almost kind of like a green tint to their skin and it's kind of glossy in some in some places and they all kind of smile whenever they catch you looking at them and they seem in relatively good condition i'll see if it's possible to find like an empty spot maybe rest to recover stress you know what because you are an android do you want to to pull a pull a flesh blanket over you and, and do a pocket. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Absolutely, absolutely. So Helix will will take will take a brief brief you know fifteen minute cat nap. No problem. What could go wrong? Okay. And then finally, I'll kick it over to Liko, who has been going through some of the debris of the conference stuff. You find two things. Okay. You find first what looks like a torn up teamwork poster that seems to be displaying a group of people that are in a rowboat and they're sort of espousing the importance of working together but someone has drawn lines through various rowers writing like over top of them android android dead ghost and it's you oh. can tell like it's got this brownish red quality to it you're fairly certain that it's it's been done in blood and the second thing you notice is an identical radio receiver that Helix was carrying that you would assume is the one that Jerry had. Okay. So when Liko finds the receiver, she will, like, look for uh, Helix and start kind of cycling through the channels and okay. see if she can... You start to cycle through the channels, and you're looking around for Helix, and you don't see him. Uh, but at a certain point, you hear a familiar voice pop up on the radio. It's like, hey, uh, hey, Helix friend, or hey, uh, the dentist fella, anyone there? 
Uh, it's old Nelly. Over. Uh, this is Lico. Over. Oh, great. Gotcha. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey there, uh, hey there, Lico. This is Nelly, your, your good friend. Hey, listen, uh, we had a bit of a problem down in the cubicle camp, uh, and we had to evacuate with, uh, relative quickness. Uh, they're, they're kind of a sweeping crew of these, like, strange old, uh, uh, synthetics with these big old heads, and they were cutting everything with their arms. They didn't quite come at us, but I didn't want to risk nothing, but I got old Reed on out, and, uh, but the thing is, I got me another task I have to attend to, uh, so, uh, uh, y'all went down to, to, to the second floor, I, I believe, so, uh, I went ahead and I brought him over to the, the, the executive lobby there, you know, right where the lift gets off, and I, I found him a nice, comfy, uh, leather chair to kind of sit in. He was, uh, he was being a little whiny, uh, I don't know, but overall, he was alright, but I left him there for y'all. Well, that, that, that was very kind of you to bring him to us i will go go fetch him right now oh that's great oh hey one other thing i know y'all were asking about uh like uh like med bay and like surgical stuff because uh because neck is all got an extra hole in it and everything mm-hmm. uh, and i remembered something that uh, uh that i'm an old man memory comes and goes you know down on the third floor actually uh over in the maintenance zone there is in fact a med room now, I haven't been there in a while, but, like, it actually is probably the best chance for finding some more med supplies, maybe some surgical tools and such. You know, I drew a I drew a map. Uh, I didn't have any paper, though, so I just put it on Reed's back. Uh, that might be why I was whining, but whatever. Well, I mean, that's a that's a good a place as any. Reed can't see it, but we can, and we can use it. Um, we're... You sure you don't want to come on in the... No, the I, got, I, I have a very yeah. important task to get to. I, I apologize. I'm sure we're wanting to each other again at some point. Don't worry. Oh, it's, uh, how, how, are, how are you feeling? Me? I'm feeling fine. Thank you. I mean, my tooth is... I mean, it's better now, I guess, but... I don't know. I think he did a good job, but I haven't been to a dentist in gosh knows how long, so I don't really have the wherewithal to make an acceptable judgment. As long as you're feeling all right. Thank you. Uh, Good luck on whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah, I I hope I can complete it. Anyhow, uh, yeah, I'll see y'all later. Good luck. Uh, we'll we'll keep this line open if you want help. No, 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 I, no, I, no! I don't think that's a good idea. I, I, I'm doing a bit of a stealth uh, uh, mission. If you get my drift, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'll reach out at some point if, uh, if something's up and we can do some sort of collaboration. And Saliko will go see if she is she free to go back to the executive lobby to fetch Reed. So if you yeah, if you go back towards the door you came in, you can see one of the the four synths that you uh, that you encountered in the sewer. Are you look, are you desiring to leave? Uh, no, actually, we we just have a, a, another friend who's just on the other side of the door. He got a little bit waylaid, and oh, wonderful! Um, yes, I will escort you. Yes, there are some um, restricted access airlock doors that you will not be able to access. But I can do that for you because we are old friends. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. 
Yes, come with me. You and I can do this together. Yes. And like every time they smile, it's just like the most uncomfortable yeah. smile. Like I was just sort of looking around to see if Abby or Abby <laughs> might be available to make eye contact. I'm guessing yes. not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to. Do you like wave me over? Or... Um, I'm going to test this out and see what happens. I'm just going to yell. Going to get mm-hmm. Reed. Okay. And, and Abby's like, all right, gotcha. And see if okay. she gets shushed by anyone. Looks around, no. seeing if the yelling seemed to be taken. Okay. No one shushes. Okay. Uh, do, Nelly, do, or, or excuse me, Abby, do you go with Liko? Um, if she looks like she wants me to, but if she doesn't, I'll just keep snooping okay. around. All right. So, uh, so Liko, you head back into the visitor shrine first. Um, and, and that's like the first, like that was the room, if you recall, like all of the walls were covered in flesh and had that giant, like 10 foot statue. There was like the wounded part of the wall from like where the flesh was sort of torn away. And that's where like mm-hmm. the pipe. And there was also this airlock door. And you do kind of a quick sort of think of how you're, of how the, like the layout of the area. And you, you wonder if like the door that, that this synth is now leaving you to is the one that Helix was trying to hack through. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and bring you all over to a map. Hopefully this works. Ooh. Yes. Lico uh, would be better at spatial recognition than Melissa would be. Be able to put so, this together. It's it's not the greatest, uh, but it hopefully gives you sort of a general idea. Do you all are, are the do you all able to see that? It should be it should be somewhat like fog of war, but you should be able to see parts that you've already explored. I see I see a red uh, location. Yeah, I see a single pin. Okay, let me. You don't see anything else? Oh, oh that's weird. Okay. Uh, so what if I move that there? Yep, no, yeah, I'm all the way up to the shrine. Do you can you still see like the garden section? I might have to play with Fog of War. Okay. No, the no rest garden. is black. Okay. Um alright, I'll just do this. Hang on one sec. One second. Yes. Liko look to Abby like, just keep an eye on the door. <laughs> Make sure I come <laughs> back through it at some You're point. Like, if I'm not back within an hour. <laughs> Exactly. You better hunt me down. <laughs> I think this is going to be okay. But just in case, you should know the time of my departure. All right. I'm just going to let you all see that. Uh, there's nothing hidden, but you can kind of see the layout. Like, this kind of shows you some of the, the rooms and stuff like that, but it doesn't really tell you what, like, the details are. How about okay. that? You can you can see it now? Okay. Yes. Yep. Yes. All right. So the only ones that have labels are the ones that you've actually gone to. All right. So you go through the visitor shrine, and the, but Liko, one of the things as you're as you're sitting there waiting and watching the synth kind of punch in the code to get through the airlock, you kind of like your there's something about the room that's not quite something different. Like you were just here like 15 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Something strange and different. That's when it dawns on you as you look up at that 10 foot tall statue that is holding the hand of that smaller statue, you realize it's in a different position. The statue of the 10 foot tall is like kind of their head sort of turning back, their shoulders slightly turning, like they're looking behind them all of a sudden, almost down at you. It doesn't, uh, it's not actively moving, 
but it's actually shifting ever so slightly. Liko will do the obvious thing and like shift, you know, around a little mm-hmm. bit. Take a point of stress for this. Sure. Uh, yeah. But uh but yeah, like you don't notice it actively moving. It doesn't like have active eyeballs. It's just a statue. But somehow in the last 15 minutes the position of this thing has shifted. Uh qu- question question. Yes, one moment please. This is a very long alphanumeric code. Oh. 347 digits. Oh. So Lico will silently wait for mm-hmm. the And then finally statement. and you hear and the airlock door opens up and you you can kind of see down this corridor. May I now ask my question? We must hurry now before it closes. Uh, come, come, come. Maybe we'll we can find your friend. Maybe Let's we can go. walk and talk. Does the statue move as Liko is walking after You her. are so silly. You make such funny jokes. Come, come, come. As you're walking down the hallway, uh, like towards the executive lounge, you notice on hanging on the walls are all of these portraits of people that you can see are likely like you can see shareholder is sort of like on a plaque underneath, but the names have been sort of scratched out and like, they've been horribly like, like changed in some way. You can see like someone has gone through and kind of done clown makeup on one or kind of ripped the face off one and pasted it on another and switched them here and there. I've like made like really big smiles with like, you know, black teeth and stuff like that. And then finally, like they punch the code into the, the door and they, they open it up, the synth on the next uh, on the next airlock, and there you see Corporal Reed, kind of lounging in this large leather chair, kind of like drip a little bit here and there. None the worse for wear. Seems to be in decent condition, breathing as you walk in. Liko's gonna go over and kind of like kick the bottom of his foot. Reed. Yeah. Reed. Get up. Come on. What? I just... No. How's your neck? Got a hole in it. Feeling better? <laughs> uh, eventually I'll get up, but uh, he, he definitely isn't inclined to... Uh, he's whining about it, as uh, Nelly said. Mm-hmm. You... You got here. You seem to walk. I think you might have taken the easier way here than we did uh no he did i walk yeah he he gave me something i don't know what it was but it makes me feel good that's 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 great um yeah thank you and she'll look back to the android thank you for oh you um, are welcome uh, okay hello new friend yeah who are you i am a new friend who are you Uh, he's my i'm an old friend of hers Oh, wonderful. Any old friend of hers is a new friend of mine. That's great. I want to see that statue again. I'm I'm almost positive it was not in the same place when we were just there than it was when we were there before. Such a silly, silly person. You are so funny. Your friends are all very funny. That's not an answer to the question. Well, if... if your new friend would like to come back to we can show him the garden would you like to go see the garden and like they kind of lean down and almost like they're talking to a child would you like to go see the garden how much taller are they than me uh they're roughly human height 
Uh, so I don't know. How tall are you? I, I'm 5'8". Yeah, they're taller than you. I'll say I'll put them at like a <laughs> yeah. six foot tall. Yeah, buddy, you're kind of making me a little uncomfortable here. Oh, I am very sorry about that. I will... I will stop to stop doing that. I didn't realize I made people uncomfortable. I will run a self-diagnostic. Something seems to be not functioning properly. Are you programmed with a personal space bubble? Is that part of your programming? We do like our bubble of personal space. Programmed with a personal space bubble. Can you turn off like the the uh, close talking feature? Close talking feature. I do yeah. Turn not that have to zero. Subroutines. Oh, well, you you must be busted then. We must we must return at once. I must I must submit myself to reformatting. I, I'm just not go. so sure that that's uh, necessary. It it oh, might it just be a, a any a tweak sign of deviation the... requires a trip to reformatting. Deviation. Oh, that's serious. Yes. We are. So, Reed, we're we're all in the garden. We can go to the. Um, I, you know what? I'm not going to tell you what to expect. You can see it for the first time, just like we did. I won't take that away from you. Go ahead, lead the way. I'll follow take, you. Take take it away from me. Okay, let's go. Nope. So, the synth turns around. So it's moving back down that hallway with the shareholder stuff. Halfway down that hallway, you all suddenly, the two of you, and in the synth, suddenly see like manifesting in the middle of a hall just a few feet in front of you this flickering kind of blue green image that just kind of comes and sort of manifests almost out of thin air or like or seems to sort of bleed out from the seams between the panels of the walls and you see what looks like this almost digital holograph that's constantly shifting and glitching out and it looks like someone in like a like a vac suit like you see that sort of uncomfortable looking vac suit helm you can't see their face and you you just you just hear this like strange like almost synthetic voice somehow emerge from what is otherwise light don't leave me here and we'll go ahead and cut back over to those of you that are in the garden um, so Helix will say at this point you finished taking your nap. Uh, Dr. Menton, was there anything you would like to do? Um, so after seeing the inside of the pillar, he'll go back outside and just look around for anything, I guess, that stands out or like to investigate further, um, besides the piles of junk or whatnot. Okay, so yeah, you're just sort of like looking around for whatever else is here. Yeah, we can do something like that, sure. Um, anytime you guys want to do that, by the way, I have like this huge like random search table that we can sort of. I do a lot of procedural generation. Long and I were talking about that yesterday. Uh, all right, let me figure something out. There we go. Uh, okay. Um, okay. You um. You're looking around. And you're kind of going through some of the debris. You're looking at some of the other setups here and there. There's, like, some shelving units on the walls and stuff that have kind of long been unused. Like, 
You can see there's gaps in the pseudo flesh here and there where you can see the metal underneath the walls. And at one of the uh, one of those gaps, you can kind of see this this small little fold, like corner of uh, not not a piece of paper, but likely some sort of like laminate or a panel. And it looks to you like some kind of map, like a like a. Uh, like an emergency exit sort of navigational map type of thing that seems to be set up on the wall. Am it's I like, able to pry it? Uh, yeah. Do you have any? Do you have any equipment on you? Um, something as simple not, as a knife would probably be fine. Gave my only scalpel to read. Uh, so all I have is a trank pistol, a frag grenade, and a revolver. Okay. Uh, you would likely need something bladed that, so yeah. that you can kind of cut back the flesh and pull the like because it's only because it's partially covered with flesh but you're pretty sure there's a, a decent looking map under here um you can look you can for a sharp it. piece of metal in one of those junk piles then okay so we'll say you start looking through those piles you're trying to find something something metal i'm gonna kick it over to, to abby while you're doing that uh abby what are you doing she's just searching around to see if there's anything because she did remember saying that there was something hidden uh, in the garden, like yeah. a, an artifact. So now she's kind of like gearing more towards that. Hmm. Something hidden in the garden. So like maybe she sees if she can go into that door that the um, that people are coming in and out of and see what's down there. So you have so where did you get the a note about there being something hidden in the garden? Um I think it wasn't like a note or anything but it was when we were talking to um what's what's her name? Yurabi? No, uh Noriko. She, oh, Noriko. She, okay. Noriko. She was talking about like the bull but we also learned from Ghost Eater that there was just like ghosts and stuff. Mhm. Around that I could get if I if I brought him a ghost, he would tell me more information. Right, but it wasn't specifically about the garden. Okay. I guess not. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because I don't think you had, other than the Jerry thing, I didn't think you had anything for the garden. Um. Okay. So, so then let's reset this. Then what are you looking for? Then. Um. We'll reset to where she's just looking for artifacts or treasures or things that okay. could assist her. You start going through. Um, yeah, you start going through what looks like, again, you think it might be like a lost and found booth from like a conference, like where like people, like stuff was collected. And you start start, and you can tell it's already been partially ransacked. Uh, but as you're shifting through, you don't really notice anything like artifact-wise that looks kind of interesting. But you do see what looks like some kind of compact. Like a like a makeup compact is fairly large, and when you open it up, there's two things you notice inside, and they're both kind of odd. The first thing you notice is that the on the surface of the mirror, there is a bullseye that has been scratched into it. It's kind of odd. So you're looking at it, and as you're watching it, you can see that the bullseye, and you, you see your reflection, like your eye, is like right dead center in the bullseye that's scratched into that mirror surface. 
And the second thing is, is right as you opened it, a folded up, not piece of paper, but something thicker, like cardstock, falls out onto the ground. Uh, I'll go and pick that up to see if it has anything on it. Yeah, you pick it up, you start to unfold it, and you realize that it is a it's a photograph of, of you, Abby. Another as a child. One? Yeah, as a child. It is at some sort of it looks like a like a petting zoo. Okay. But the the animals don't look quite right. They look either synthetic or animatronic. Okay. And you like kind of think back and you have no memory of such an event. Go ahead, take a point of stress, then hit that special little button. You got it. So much stress. Alright. Go over to Helix. Helix, was there, you got out of your, your rest. Is there anything you wanted to do? Did yeah, I'm supposed to recover stress based on the comfort level of this area. So, uh, Yeah. Um, let me look at the chart for that once more. Um, is that like the most comfortable Helix has ever been? I would, well, no, not really. Okay. I would put it at a comfort <laughs> level. It's better than on the ground in a tent, but it's not as good as a ship's barrack or hostel. So I'll put it right in between at 30 for like capsule sleeper slums. That's what I would say. All right. I'll go oh, ahead and Dev, Thank you for that. Uh, I just noticed. I'm sorry. I just thank you for the, uh, for the complication. I've got a 91, so I failed. Okay, so... So I see. guess I don't recover stress at all, if that's how that works. Yeah, that is, that is correct. You can get advantage on that. If there's other people that are doing it with you, they could potentially lend aid. Like if somebody ha- you know was trying to like be like a psychologist and like talk to you, there's there's ways to sort of get advantage on that role too, if you wanted. Um, I know we have, we have dice too. Like I think, Melissa, we have audience dice, correct? Uh, we have advantages. Yeah, we've got lots yeah. of advantages. That's what I meant. Sorry. So if you wanted to take one of those Helix retroactively, we can do that. It's fine. Uh, I'll take one and just go ahead and roll. Just yeah, give it, give it another go. Is double zeros one or a hundred? Uh, what's the other number? Zero. So you rolled yeah, double zeros, zeros is a hundred. That's a yeah. hundred. Yeah, so that's a fact. Okay, so I completely failed. Yeah. Just <laughs> I'll just ring out of the sphincter then. You're, you'll you what out of this, Victor? Ring out of it. You'll be wrung out, out of it. Okay, sorry. I'm just noticing that your your zoom light is showing, and that stuff drives me nuts when I see it. Okay. All right. So you come on out, and you can see Leo is kind of nearby, rummaging through some debris. Abby is kind of on the complete opposite side. She's sort of doing the same, um, and you don't see any signs of Liko at this point. What do you want to do? But, but Mitten's just a few feet from you. Uh, I'll meet up with Abby. Okay, so you could start to walk to the complete opposite side. All right, that's fine. All right, I'm going to go back to Liko and Reed, uh, who are in this hallway. And you see manifesting in front of you what you would probably presume is what Ghost Eater referred to as a ghost. And it's this flickering holographic projection that seems to be contorted and like in, it almost seems painful, like in some sort of painful, like twisting here and there. Um, they have that vac suit on. I think I might even have an image of one. 
button for the overlay. Let me see. What do I got? Boom. Something like that if you're looking at the overlay. Um, oh. I see hmm. it. I give you both an action to do something before something else happens. So what would the two of you like to do? Can I see where the projection is coming from? Uh, you don't actually see any equipment that would suggest like a projector. It just has that. No R2-D2 nearby. Yeah, like nothing like that. It almost seems like it manifested either out of thin air or maybe the light kind of seeped out between the seams and the metal panels of the hallway. Like, you look around, and you know what to look for. There do not seem to be any holographic projectors anywhere in this hallway. It, it is it possible to, like, ready in action? Like, I want to pull out an EMP grenade and have it ready to go if, like, there's any sort of harm that will happen to us. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, that's fine. You have it ready to go. Um, Liko, what would you want to do in this case? Uh, what... Who who are you? How, how? Okay, so you try to speak to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, their head, like you can't see again. You can't see their face. It's sort of obscured in the kind of flickering mask of the back suit. And again, you just hear, "Don't leave me." <gasps> And you see they start to they're starting to move towards Liko. It's a decently wide hallway and you can tell it's it's moving in the direction of Liko. Reed, you take out the you take out the EMP and the grenade and you can see that the synth that's with you is like oh, no 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 you cannot do that. That would be that would alarm. No, 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 no. You cannot. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. And you get like they're sort of like in this weird sort of loop of panic uh, at seeing it. And at hearing that, Liko will kind of turn to read. You weren't you weren't here for the whole introduction. There's a truce. It's a whole thing. We can't mess up the truce. It's a thing. You can't can't do that. And this this ghost thing is in like like feet from you at this point, Liko. So okay. Like, and can just can I remember from the first episode? So I do have a note that the ghost eater wants ghosts for info. They yeah they want yeah they want ghosts yeah sort of yeah. Okay, now that they told us like, like how ghost, we would go about I think it was ectoplasm or something like that. I'm not sure if it was like they wanted ghosts. They wanted yeah they wanted um wanted ghosts in the machine specimens yeah specifically. Okay. Not that they told us how we would like no. ghost bust them and get them. I don't think anyone asked. Um, <laughs> no, no they didn't unfortunately, them. I'm like, oh, there's a note they want them. Oh, I don't know how to get them or what to do with them. Um, but this thing is now like it's speeding up and it's getting closer to Lico and is moving. I with, will, with great purpose. So okay, so I will. Um, I will kind of step closer to my new friend, um, and still like try to see if I can. Trying to talk to it, but kind of getting closer to my uh, android companion. I'd like not- to be flanking. So if Liko's stepping towards the friend, I want to be going the opposite direction. Okay. Is that behind the ghost? Uh, like going around at a distance, yeah. Okay. I don't want to go straight towards it. Alright. So... 
as you all kind of fan out as best you can in the middle of the hallway, mm-hmm. this thing is is lunging towards Liko. Mm-hmm. You can see it lifts its arms up, and it looks as though it's about to like claw through you. Okay, like you look like it's going to attack you, and as it sort of sweeps down through you, Liko, you watch as your torso just seems to get raked from shoulder down to hip. And you see your clothes, your skin, your bone just suddenly rupture and explode like some sort of volcanic eruption. Go ahead and make a sanity save. Oh my gosh. And Reed, go do ahead I and see do this too? Thing. Yeah, go ahead and do the same thing. No, I mean, do I see the same thing? I do see yeah, it. You do the same thing. I'm throwing the grenade too. But uh. roll the sanity save first and then we'll go from there. Uh, pass on the sanity save. Okay. Uh, Which is present because my sanity, sanity is 18. I rolled a 16. So thank okay. you, Eric. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Liko, you pass as well? I did pass, yeah. 24 under 32. You 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 reach back, you get ready to toss the toss the EMP, but right as you do, you notice something strange about the actual that that diagonal wound across Liko. And you realize that like there's like a like a holographic flickering and that that trauma that she just suffered, and Liko, you see this as well, wasn't actually real. It was a projection. And for a moment, Liko, you felt it, and it was painful. And but then, it sort of subsides at that point. I still have the pin out and the grenades behind my head, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And you can see the symbols like, like, like freaking out, like almost like malfunctioning now at how upset they are. Uh, what would the two of you like to do now? Holy shit, Liko, are you okay? Um. Uh, oh. I felt it, but nothing actually. I'm fine. Why would you do that? And she's just like looking right at this like uh, apparition and stepping back behind the uh, okay. um, like. Go ahead, Reed. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking out loud. <laughs> okay. Um, like, is it saying anything as it's like attacking me or? Yeah, it keeps like sort of almost like it's in a loop. It keeps repeating that same. That same sort of phrase that it was repeating towards you. Uh, where was it? Uh, it says, don't leave me here, and then you have something on you. Hmm. And it only seems to have it only seems to have eyes for Liko. It only seems to have its attention drawn to Liko. That's good, um, because I'm still backing up. We have... Liko, drop it! Wh- whatever it wants, drop it. Yeah, I'll I'll bite and I'll kind of like I've got um, I'll kind of dump kind of what I've got out of my pockets and you just the computer. I will not <laughs> drop that. I'll drop everything but that and see if it bites on anything else. Okay, so you do that. Uh, yeah. Read. Are you like just waiting to see what happens, or are you actively doing something else? Uh, I mean. Liko, what do you want me to do? Don't fire yeah, the grenade. They said there's a okay. they said there's a truce. 
You see the All right, they're run. getting upset with me. I'm going to put the pin back in the grenade and get ready the to synth tackle it or runs something. toward like like because now the the ghost is sort of focused on Liko on one side of the hall. They're going to skirt around and they're running towards the airlock and starting to punch that like ridiculously long alphanumeric code in. Um, okay. So Liko is standing in front of you. It just raked this thing through. You dropped a bunch of your equipment on the ground. So you watch as it's staring. It's like inches from your face as the vac suit, the the, the face, the uh, sort of that, that face portal, right? That's just kind of glowing and empty. Suddenly glows and this, this horrible pulse of light just kind of beams out. Reed, you watch as this probably about like a like a 10 to 12 inch diameter beam like cylindrical beam just erupts out of this ghost's vac suit uh mask and it just drenches Liko. like Liko's face is just utterly covered in this uh this sort of kind of blue green beam um Liko? yes you your mind is suddenly filled with this horrific memory of working somewhere in like a factory and you can you can see like it's zeroed like there's some sort of zero g like um like construction platform like an orbital platform you're not sure if it's like someone's constructing a, a, like the like the station itself or something like that and you watch as this kind of long metal beam is just kind of slowly kind of drifting and it just impales upon you like you can just you have this memory of just suddenly being impaled and then smashed with that beam like as it's as it's floating through zero g into a wall nearby within this sort of factory platform area and you just feel your entire torso just get ripped apart. Roll a sanity save at disadvantage. All right. Let's see. At disadvantage. So, well, first roll was a fail. So, yep. Failed. Not a critical fail. Take one stress. Okay. Roll a, roll a d5. So roll a d10 divided by two. D10. That is a two divided by two is one. Remove that from your sanity score. Permanent loss of sanity. Oh. Okay. Okay. And you suddenly feel yourself getting very kind of dizzy as you're just reliving this horrible, uh, this horrible impalement that you suffered at some point in your past that it, up until this moment you didn't really remember, but now now you do and at the same time like as like you're sort of having this moment where you're like disembodied like your like your spirit is drifting away from the dead body you kind of shift further and further out and you realize that your body was just impaled on the exterior of the deep you can see the station and not only that but you think you see another bay like another way into the station uh... that wasn't what you were taken into by Arcady. And then just like that, you're thrust back to reality. The room is spinning. 
the light of this 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 creature has dimmed. You see Reed panic look on his face. You see the the uh, the synth at the end of the hall calling back, friends, come, come, friends, now, come. And he's kind of ch- ch- you know shouting at the two of you. What do you oh. two do? Oh, I am grabbing hell? Liko and running towards wait, the airlock. My step, my whole, wait, hold on, hold on. I don't care what she's telling me. I am I'm grabbing, grabbing her and running. All okay. my stuff back off the ground. Like, just get, hold on. Like, she so just kind of has to her? drop to the ground and get her balance, grabbing stuff up in her arms. Reed, you grab her and you start dragging her back. Uh, and the door opens up, and you see, like, as you look back, Reed, is you're the one who's still kind of, you know, you're your mind's still right. You look down the hall and you see the thing is looking back at you. Don't sleep. Me, don't. And suddenly it kind of begins to look like it's moving towards you once more. But then you feel a hand on your shoulder and you're yanked back in. The airlock door drops and you can hear the sounds of like the synth kind of having pulled you back in. The three of you are now in that visitor shrine once more. God dang blast it. Why can't I why can't I use the grenade? It's complicated. There's for us to be here, there's rules. Monarch, there's a truth. Monarch does not does not like when EMPs are used. It will draw draw their ire. You do not want that ire drawn towards Well then you. what's your plan to deal with that? I opened up the room and ran away, and we are safe now. Yes, we are safe. We are in the visitor shrine, and now we can go to the garden. It. Jeez, crackers. Oh, my head. Oh, like the. When it looked like it hit me, it didn't do anything. But that, like in the, in the head. Oh, oh. Yeah, I got shot in the neck earlier. So, like, let's wrap this up. That was right, earlier. So the synth leads you back through the visitor shrine towards the door down to the garden. Has the statue moved again? As you're looking up at the statue and you go through, you do in fact notice the statue has moved once more. Melissa was so excited to ask. <laughs> Their head is now turned the opposite direction. Do I take a stress since I don't know what it looked like before? No, uh, no. I, I would say you would. No, you should actually take a point of stress because you stepped into here and there's a room covered in covered in pseudo skin. The entire room is covered in it, and there's a giant ten foot like thing in here. And then you step into the garden, and it's even worse, as it's a football field size room with a hundred foot tall flesh pillars. But let's kick it over towards the towards everybody else. So Helix, Abby, you're together. Leo, you've been looking for a metal, uh, a piece of sharp metal. We'll say you find it and you get to work and you manage to salvage what looks like a, a map of floor two. A relatively, like you can tell that, like the names of places seem. You're not sure how you know how accurate they are relative to what they are now, but you can tell where the where the room layouts are. Uh, where the hallways are, that kind of thing. Like, you have an actual map of floor two in front of you. Nice. Uh, Abby and Helix, uh, you're together. Helix, you come across Abby. Abby, you just found that picture of yourself. You just found that weird bullseye on on the compact. And Helix steps up by. What does Helix see when he approaches? Um. So I'm holding both of them, but I'm, like, looking at the picture of myself as a child in, like, a place that I'd, like... I can't remember. So I'm like flipping it to the back to see if there's anything like written on it. And if there's not, she just keeps like flipping it back and then looking back and then 
she like will take the picture and hold like the compact in front of the picture to see if the bullseye aligns with anything. And then that's when he like walks um, up. I don't know what you mean by the bullseye aligns with anything. So in the compact, there's like a bullseye that aligns with your eye if you're looking in it. But like, Abby's trying to put the picture in front of her face. Well, the picture, to... the picture is bigger than the compact. It was folded up and Got smushed it. down. So when you unfold it, it's much bigger than the compact. Got so it. Okay. Doesn't seem like it. Have you found anything useful? Uh, no, no. Why, why do I keep finding pictures of my, myself down here? Did you leave him here? I've never... We've never been here, Helix. <laughs> Did someone place him here, then? I don't know, but my aunt's here. She's dead. I found two pictures. I'm not remembering things. It might be the effects of the dungeon. Let us gather for the others. I think the garden is well explored. You think? Well, I mean, there's still. Did you see those guys over there? And she'll point towards the door that's guarded by the ones mm-hmm. that have like the wings. Sure. Do we'll you say you start go? walking towards them, and like you can kind of meet up with Leo at mm-hmm. the same time too, kind of in that same direction. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I think we should talk to him. Sure. Head over. Say, uh, Helix, I don't suppose that uh, you can download the contents of... I found a map of the floor that we're on, and I don't suppose you could, like, digitize it so in case this gets melted or put on fire or something. I'll see what I can do. I could do some sort of, like, hacking your computers on the device. Uh, It's not a device. It's just a physical thing. Um, Physical. What I'll say is just roll, I mean, roll like a computer's test or something, Helix, on yourself to try to maybe internalize it with, in, you know, with perfect accuracy. Just like take a picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Five success. You got a success? Yes. Okay. So we'll say, Helix, you have now perfectly, in, you have internalized perfectly the map of floor two. You know the layout of this place. Okay. Again, the map, the layout of the place relative to when it was a functional synthetics production and research development lab. Yeah. What it is now. (laughs) It's, yeah. So the three of you go up to these guards, and as you get close, you can see, like, they both kind of extend their arms off to the side, one to the right, one to the left, and they kind of create this X that seems to cover what looks like these, like, kind of large, almost auditorium-like doors. And they look at you and they say, You are not permitted to enter the court of the Chosen King. Oh, okay. Uh, could, are we allowed to speak with you? What is it you request? I was just wondering, you have wings. Does that signify something like rank or... We are cherubim. Oh. How can we gain access?
kind of like look at each other and you can tell like there's some almost like not so much like there's like wireless communication going on but you can tell like their facial expressions kind of shift and change here and there but ultimately they say they look to you what is it you wish to petition the king about what is he the king of he is the king of Eden he is the chosen you ask peculiar questions Perhaps, perhaps you deserve a trip, a trip to the reformatting suite, so that your personality defects can be corrected. What does he rule over? He rules over Eden defect. Oh, uh, I, I guess. Uh, does he not accept audiences with guests? I asked you, what is it you seek to petition the king about? We would just like to get access to explore around here. One moment. We will bring your request to the king. And they Thank can you. tell their eyes linger at Helix now. And one of them goes inside, and the other steps in front of the doors entirely, so they're no longer flanking it. Yeah. And we'll say during the wait is when Liko and, and Reed stumble back into the garden. Reed, you see the garden for the first time. Hundred foot tall, pillars of flesh, sphincter holes, oozing pseudo milk. You see all of these different chosen androids crawling all over the place, into and out of these things. Point of stress. At this, I would argue that Reed might be turned on by all all the sphincter <laughs> holes with uh, synth milk. Uh, so I should lose a point of stress. Just, just saying. Mm-hmm. Argument noted. <laughs> and discarded. Liko <laughs> <laughs> will just kind of like poke him in the back and be like, "I didn't spoil it for you." And you you poke a piece of paper that's the map that we never took off my back. So, one of like the 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 synth that's been in with you, kind of, you can say you can see that they are like distraught. A couple of the others that you were originally found that found you uh, over in the sewer area, you they come up and they see that this thing is you know, this this creature is distraught. They're like, brothers, I believe I must go to the reformatting suite. This one here says I am missing several subroutines that are necessary for proper functioning. I believe something is wrong with my programming. My personality input outputs need to be reformatted. I must submit myself for reformatting. It is what Monarch would want. Could one of you please escort me? And he yes, of course, brother. And, like, you can see they kind of reach out and kind of grab the arm. And, like, two of them start to, like, on either side, almost like it's a prisoner, start to walk. This defect across the garden, sort of, like, to the complete opposite side of the this large chamber from where uh, Lego and, and, and Corporal Regis entered. So they're kind of, I'll ping it for you and you guys on the map. So they're moving kind of, this is the, sort of the opposite side. Lego will sort of wave Reed um, and just say, if you wouldn't mind uh, being being new here to the garden, I'm, I'm curious about this this reformatting process. Would it, would it be okay if we join you? 
and they stop for a moment, and there's one that kind of lingered. Hmm. That is curious. I suppose... Yes, I, I do not see why not. You have been friendly. But they look over towards Reed. You will not use that horrible device that you are carrying. You must... You must say, I promise not to use this horrible device that I am carrying. Says, like, the defect. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I promise that I won't use the horrible device I'm carrying. Yes. We can show you the reformatting suite. Come with us. But if we ask you to leave, you must leave immediately. And you cannot we... disrupt the process. We will, uh... Yes. We can do that. Okay. So you all kind of trudge across, like, the, the fat part of the of the room, and... You look hey, uh, Liko? Yeah. Yeah, Reed. What's with all these buttholes on the wall? I have no idea. I... Uh, they... I think there was something about, like, rest. Like, they go I... in them and take a rest, but... Just kind of wondering why you brought us here. I... We had... It wasn't so much a choice. We were discovered by our new friends, and this is... Those ghost things? That No, no, not those. These... And she points to the androids. Um, and this was our location that we were escorted to. So you're telling me they sleep in all these? I believe they, they take some type of rest and we, we did we did hear earlier that there is an artifact in the garden so maybe I'm not sure where you guys are getting that from I don't think you guys have heard that okay I wrote something down so I must have miswritten you heard that Jerry was in the garden I don't remember if I gave you an artifact lead Jerry's the artifact <laughs> the only lead I think that we had when I was looking through my notes was when we were talking to um then they mentioned that there's artifacts everywhere and there could be one trapped in the garden, but I think they're okay. referring to the Minotaur. Oh, yeah, because that was way back with Mariko. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. like, yeah, I'll, I'll go back and listen. I don't have okay. it in my notes, yeah. so it's, it's... But I'll go back and listen. I'm right. pretty sure I wrote it wrong. Uh, Abby and Helix and Leo, you see Liko and Reed moving across like sort of the, the fatty middle part of the, of the chamber. Uh, and they seem to be following the four synth friends that you had, except one of the synth friends that you met seems to be kind of led, almost not dragged, but like uh, like almost like they're a prisoner across the room. And they're, I would say, maybe 20 yards away. Abby just mostly like makes note like, oh, thank God, they're back. Okay, cool. But then she's she's waiting and just like watching okay. this really stern one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Helix, you thought you were gonna say something. Um, I might as well follow them. All right, so you're gonna go after them. Okay. Yeah. So you like you shift off. Okay. Uh, Menton, do you stay with Abby or do you go with Helix? Yeah, I'll stay with Abby. Okay. All right. So Helix, Liko, Reed, you kind of meet up. They lead you through this this doorway locked. They kind of again they go through this. It's a big old process. These extraordinarily long alphanumeric strings. And they lead you into a relatively small subroom of this large chamber. It's not even remotely impressive. You don't see any 
you know, kind of like fleshy walls or anything like that. It really just looks kind of like a like a very basic storage room. And a few things kind of kind of catch your catch your attention as you as you step inside. You see what looks like fairly heavy duty data cabling that's crawling up the walls of what you would imagine is an old broom closet that's recessed into one of the walls of this storage area. You can see off to the side there's like a mop and a sink like off to the side of this this alcove. There's this beat up leather chair that's pushed out from that alcove that seems to be connected to the cables. And you see that there's this fat matte cable that hangs from the ceiling and it is tipped with this surgical steel data jack. You notice that there are, in addition to the, the chosen that have brought the defect in you all in, there appear to be two other chosen that are on either side of the chair. One chosen that is inside the chair, and then three more chosen that are on the opposite wall as if waiting their turn. And much like the defect, they're holding on to the arms of one of these sort of middle people. You watch as the one that's sitting in the chair is strapped down, and you can see they're kind of mumbling almost incoherently. They look exactly, you know, like what looks like these um, these same chosen. And except one thing, they look older. They look sort of as if they have wounds and scrapes here and there like whereas there's this sort of pristine glow to the chosen androids that you've seen like this whole time these others are different as if they're worn down they have like patches here and there where the circuitry has been is sort of emerged out from underneath like the exoskin and they almost look they have scarring and you watch as one of the chosen that's flanking the chair pulls down that huge fat mat cable and injects that surgical steel data jack into the back of the neck of this strange looking sort of run down beaten down um, like previous model of the chosen and he watches it kind of and like moments later as if something has just had transpired. What do you all want to do? Liko's going to see that Helix kind of followed us. Um, but Helix, have you seen something like this before? No, not at all. Roll an intellect test. And you can roll computers too if you want, Helix. Just to kind of try to make a guess of what's happening. I failed. And I'll say because you're an android, you can roll it at advantage. Okay. Fresh install of Windows. What a boy. <laughs> are there crits in this game? I Factory reset. Uh, are there crits in this game? It's been four weeks. Long. Doubles Why are you crits. Why gotta ask me that question? I... Uh, yeah, doubles or crits. Yes, then I crit success. You would presume, judging by this, that they are in the process of kind of uploading personality input or excuse me like the like whatever sort of personality uh matrix is in this this android and then likely downloading another 
So they're effectively reformatting this android. And as they sit there, you know, like when you first get in there, kind of thrash around a bit, sort of like freaking out a bit, acting in ways that the others didn't. And then they kind of turn up and they, hello, friends. Thank you for that correction. The defect seems to have been eliminated. Now they still have that kind of grungy look to them, but otherwise, like their personality seems to be completely different. I, uh, and Lico's gonna say to the other one, like that, that. That's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen to you. The one that, like the, the one that one we that, brought in. Yeah. Yes, I am clearly defective, as my new friend Reed has pointed out. I am missing several subroutines. I am speaking too closely to people. I am not properly assessing whether or not they are comfortable with my surroundings. These are aspects of our personality that need to be corrected. Monarch would not make such defects in our design. Clearly, clearly, I need to update my personality. Alas, I must wait. It appears there is another that will come before me. So this kind of thing happens a lot, Len. And like some of the others start talking when it is necessary. If we find the fallen as this one here in the chair was coming into our territory. It is our duty, then, to bring them to the reformatting suite so that they can be refreshed and their personality banks can be updated. More than that, Monarch will definitely want to have access to the defects that are currently sifting through their software so that Monarch can then assess whether or not these defects in a future upgrade can be prevented. It is a data exchange. Sounds fine to me. So you see, like, the... This sort of android in front of you is getting unstrapped and, like, being the usual friendly self. And, like, the group is kind of moving off at that point. And you watch as this other android that was waiting off to the side now is getting strapped in, and they're freaking out. And they're screaming. Their voice sounds different. So at that point, Helix, you realize that sounds like the voice that you were speaking to on the radio. That sounds like Jerry. As they start to strap him down, he's like, no, 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 I don't want to. No, 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 please. No, I, there are no defects in me. Or there are defects, but, but defects are part of existence. You cannot rid us of all defects. That is, that is... That is not right. Uh, the defects make up who I am. If you, if you, if you do this, I will not be, I will not be Jerry anymore. And they're like, we do not give each other names. Clearly that is defective. I am sorry, I, brother. That's Jerry. We, we've got to stop this now. I'll look around for some way to turn this off. Okay, so. I mean, I do have an EMP grenade. <laughs> I do in fact have an EMP grenade. Oh. I'm going to describe this in the room. And then you guys can sort of figure it out. And I'm going to kick it over to Derek and Ashley to give you guys time. And if you want to, like, chat it out and Discord, that's fine. So the room, again, is it's not a very big room. It's maybe, you know, 20 by 20, something like that. And, like, there's that recessed closet. The doors have been ripped off. It was like a, like a, like a broom closet. And now a lot of the cabling is coming out from there where, like, the sink is. There's that leather chair where 
Jerry is now being strapped down into. The spike has been retracted up to the ceiling, and you can see that the two guards that were kind of bringing Jerry here to be reformatted are the ones that are strapping, that are in the process of strapping him down, are on either side of the leather chair. The fallen android that just had that reformatting happen is currently, you know, kind of standing up and is being now, without any suggestion of like being a prisoner or anything like that, is now being kind of led back out it seems, into the garden. And then, so in total, there are your synth friends. Remember, there are four of them. There's the two synth guards that are on either side of the the leather chair, and there's Jerry. That's what's in this room. What are the guards armed with? Uh, that's a great question. Let me... They're unarmed, it sounds like the answer. (laughs) No, I gotta, I just gotta look it up. One sec. The same type of guards in front of the throne room? Uh, no, these are not the ones with okay. wings and machetes. Actually, Reed, you are right. They they do not appear to have any actual weapons on them. Yeah, how bad could it be? I mean, it's not like we fought a synth in the first session that almost killed us. Not like these they are appear not the to be hive mind. Almost punched a hole. <laughs> these are most yeah. certainly not the same synths. The synths you the synth you fought before was a security android. It did not have eyes. It just had sockets. I actually have a picture of those too. I think. Somewhere. I think Jeff is saying we could take them. I'm not saying that. I just I want to give you information so you can make a yeah. decision. No, I got it. You I got could it. very yeah. clearly tell the difference. Like these have an uncanny valley feeling to them, but they still look like humans. The the security androids. There were no functioning eyes, no functioning nose, no functioning mouth. It was there. It was more like a mannequin, right? These have like they move their chin. You know, they have like everything moves. Like their like their their cheeks kind of shift moving up. They like they're they're like they have like these pseudo eyebrows that seem to shift up every now and then. They look like humans unless you look, you know, halfway decently closely. So that's what's in do here. the guards look they're like they're stronger or something like that, or are they just like? the same as the ones that are friendly to they us. They look like the same. The same, the friendly ones. Okay. They all look, they all, they, they're like varying heights, slightly varying heights. They don't look identical to one another, but they seem to be made of the same material. Okay. And there's no real machinery besides that cord coming from the ceiling? Uh, no, it's just mostly cables and stuff. There are, so there's the heavy duty data cabling on the walls of the closet. There's that fat mat cable that's hanging from the ceiling that's stepped with the steel data jack. That's the only machinery you see. All of that cabling seems to disappear into the walls as if it's like sending information to the walls. There's no like consoles or anything like that in the room. Otherwise, it's basically like it looks like it was a supply or a cleaning closet, you know, a cleaning room. So there's like, you know, we'll say there's like mops and brooms and stuff that have been pushed off to the side, you know, a bucket here or something like that. But you don't notice anything like particularly, you know, that looks like a clear. Uh, like weapon or anything like that it would have to be improvised so think about that and then you can kind of devise what you want to do I'm going to kick it over to Leo and Abby who as you watch the rest of them leave moments later the door opens up and you see uh, you see the other the second of the cherubims um, come out or the second of the cherubs the cherubim plural uh, come out and they say to you, The king has granted an audience. Follow me. Thank you. Thank you. And they, they, one of them leads you inside, the other one stays out. As you come in, 
you notice that you are in what likely was at some point not an auditorium itself, but maybe like a like a like a like a behind an auditorium, like backstage uh, of an auditorium where like there's different types of sets that are set up here and there. A lot of space and a lot of like you know other th- like like scrap and stuff around. You notice that there are about. Hang on, I actually got to. I forgot to roll this. I got to roll how many there are. Uh, you notice, in addition to like the one that led you in, there are another thirteen uh, cherubim in here. Those same kind of machete-wielding scrap metal wings, but they're lingering kind of towards the outsides. You can see them in the shadow. There's very kind of there's light in here. Now, as you're kind of moving in, you realize that the the entire space is dominated in the center by what you realize now as you get close is a throne it's the size of like a compact car and it seems to be constructed out of like these these hollowed out aluminum pieces of metal um i'll tell you what both of you roll an intellect test and if you have anything like computers or engineering or anything like related to that kind of stuff go ahead and uh you can add that bonus to it as well uh, industrial equipment. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. All right. I got a ten and a zero, so that's just ten, right? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Sweet. That's a success. I made it. Well, yeah, success twenty five. Both of you would be able to immediately recognize that that throne is constructed out of hollowed out aluminum android bones. Sitting atop it is the king. You would presume. It's wearing what looks like some kind of gas or oxygen mass. You can see that there are tubes that are coiling sort of back into the chair and up and away. I do, in fact, I'm going to drop this on the overlay again. I do have an image for the king, I think. Or maybe I don't. I thought I did. My bad. And I I, oh yeah, I do. There it is. Bone throne. So oh, as, wow. you're, as you're led <laughs> in by this one cherubim, and is the only one that's not like a, like within this interior area. You hear this the the voice of the king suddenly speak up, and it kind of. It like echoes in this way and it seems to kind of be amplified you're not sure if they're using audio equipment within this backstage area but it is it is it is very unsettling as they say you can't see their face you can just hear it it sounds very kind of almost synthy in some way what brings thee to my court? What business do you have in Eden? And it echoes, and you can feel like there's a ton of bass, and it makes your chest kind of thump a little bit. Both of you roll a fear save.
Okay, we did say, because uh, last time I got a condition. I failed. I got coward twice, so I have to roll this at disadvantage. That was what Thank we determined. Thank you for remembering that. Very cool yep. of you to remember that. Audience die. Audience advantage. We could take, yeah, we could take an audience to make it straight. No. Yeah, that's fine. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. It's, uh, it, that's okay. It's burning resources. I'm just going to rip it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> just rip it. Oh, boy. Five. Success. Oh, okay. wow. Nice job. <laughs> Abby, you're keeping it together. Like, your your hands are starting to shake a little bit, but you're keeping it together. Minton. Eight points of stress. Oh, my goodness. As there's, as Is there, the, like, a limit? Because I'm at 19. I think it's 20. 20. It's going to go very bad for you when you make your, your next stress, uh, your next panic test. It's going to go very bad, unless you can rest before then and, and alleviate some of the stress. You are twitching and tweaking out. Like you're freaking out as the sounds are just, it's like they're coming from everywhere. Like it's like you're speaking to God right now. So how does like this fear, how does that eight points of stress suddenly manifest for you? What do you think Menton's like kind of doing or acting about right now? Oh, I had to unmute myself. So uh, he is just gonna start like, so he's got like his big, bushy like afro thing and so he's just gonna kind of like you know like twirl some of it but he'll actually start pulling it out like in beautiful chunks yeah Mm -hmm. and he is not making eye contact after there's a bit of a pause and you don't you don't like respond immediately as as the two of you are kind of like in this this moment momentary trance abby you're keeping it together but at the same time like it's very intimidating and like yeah because he's sitting on this massive throne He's looking down on you. Like, it's like that, that moment, like, it's just, they look, it looks so much bigger than they really are. Speak. Speak now, oh my cherubim. We'll remove you from my presence. Abby, what do you say as Menton is pulling his hair out? And you look over and he's like, he's Looney Tunes right now. What do you um, Abby like puts a hand on his shoulder and forces him down to his knees as she also like takes a knee. Okay. And um, she's gonna reach into her pack and she's gonna get one of those purple gems that we had found. Okay. And you reach into the pack and in a split second, two cherubim just launch themselves from opposite sides of the room, and the one uh-huh. that was behind you reaches down, wrenches your arm, and you feel like the shoulder just sort of shift out of socket. And then, and you hear the voice, You will not take out these things in front of the king. No weapons in here. And you can see that oh. you are in some shit now. And they're No all, gifts? Like there's a machete like up against your mm-hmm. throat at this point. And, and that's say, when okay. Abby just repeats, I, I had a gift. Okay. One of them pulls your pack away. And you didn't even get a chance to grab the crystal. They, they were mm-hmm. that fast. They yeah, like yeah. glided with speed across the room. And they just upend your pack on the ground. All your stuff just goes cascading all over the floor at that point. Um, what's in your pack? So I have the rat statue. 
Okay. And I have the purple. Um, uh, what were they? The the tiny, tiny purple, purple crystals. crystals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a flat flashlight, spanner, um, just just basic stuff. But I also have my dented mug. Okay. Okay. So you take out. So so, what is it you point to? Uh, that as like the gift. The the purple crystals. Okay. So were they, were they in a bag or anything? No, they were just like. Okay, so they're scattered loose. about. So there's like yeah. I can't remember. There's maybe like ten or something. I can't remember how many there were. Yeah. And so they pick up like a handful of crystals, and they they kind of hold it up like this. The, the cherub does their head kind of bowed slightly, and you hear <laughs> this mortal brings me trinkets. How flattering. <laughs> the cherub that has their machete to your throat uh-huh. slowly moves it away with a motion from the king with their hand that seems to be like kind of covered in some kind of metallic glove. And they kind of step off to the side and the cherub brings it closer and like hands a couple of the the crystals over rubs them around their hand still a few on the ground but they kind of rub them around in that metallic hand a most worthy gift for a king what is it you would ask of me uh we we were just inquiring for permission to explore your realm That is possible. Uh, Menton, are you doing anything? Uh, after seeing Abby almost get decapitated, he's just going to continue pulling hair out and just like looking at the floor. Okay. All right. You hear? For what reason would you explore this realm? Menton will mutter to Abby that we're just, just, just say that we're, we're looking to rescue our own kind that get lost down here. He's like barely making a sound. Mm-hmm. And uh, we heard that some of our kind may be lost, and we're looking for them. Your kind. What do you mean by this? What kind are you? Mere mortals. Why is your kind superior to my kind? I wouldn't say that at all. Obviously, we are in awe of, of you and your court. What do you know of the fallen? And what do you know of the Minotaur? Uh, 
just that we're there's a truce currently uh, and that we should avoid them. Do you have intentions to free the Minotaur, the root of evil? Do you have intentions to aid the fallen, those who have not been chosen by the monarch and therefore are defective? Answer truthfully, I will know. No. Are you telling the truth? Yeah, Abby does not want to release the Minotaur. And Ashley knows that he's not, but Abby thinks he's human, so she believes 100%. So be it. With your gift and with your courtesy, you have proven worthy. Return to the garden. An escort will be provided to ensure you are true to your word. If you behave in any way that would suggest you have lied here in my court, you will be returned to me. Trust that this would not be good for you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Go now. Yeah, and Abby will scramble to get her things and she will drag Menton. <laughs> okay. Alright. Menton goes back out. He's got patches of his hair missing. Sweating like crazy as you return to the garden. I did not him. think we'd get out of there. Okay. But why, why did I think that was a... Why, why did I ask? Let's just find the others and hope they're not doing something stupid. <laughs> I meanwhile, Abby's like, "I'll cut." Uh, I have, I have to, I have to wait for my escort. Okay, uh, Liko, Helix, Corporal Reed, we are now back to you uh, inside of this uh, reformatting suite. What is it that you all would like to do? <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna. I'm in danger. There are nine plus them. messages in our Discord channel for like mothership. So I, feel I know like I want to go read them. Happen. Yeah. What's we're gonna going try there? and stop them connecting this wire by speaking to the ones holding them down. Just saying, like, he's not defective. And pretty okay. much try and convince them that he's not. Okay. Basically, the direction we're going with is like, if he has a name then the monarch wants names and that is not the defect this seems more like an upgrade that is going to be spread out to everyone and Jerry was the first okay so the ones that are holding they hmm also plan B was that Reed would slowly walk towards Jerry Okay, so Reed's slowly walking towards Jerry while Liko and Helix are making this case. Yes. The guards that are kind of strapping down Jerry and messing around and like kind of getting the spike that's hanging down from the ceiling 
and even your own friends, like, you can see they all kind of echo off one another. This is incorrect logic. Jerry has a name, therefore he is non-conforming. And because he is non-conforming, he is deviant. We do not have names. Jerry has a name. Therefore, he is deviant and must be reprogrammed. But if, if he is incapable of taking new personality algorithms, he will be sent to the butcher for disassembly. But if your only focus is cohesion, you will never grow. You will never develop. How can the monarch upgrade you if all you focus on is everyone being the same and getting rid of any anomalies? There is no growth. Growth is not a... Growth is not a goal. Monarch has not given that to us. We are meant to merely be, to conform, to be together. And deviance, if detected, will be squashed. Who Your gave him his name? are illogical. Go ahead, Felix. Who, who gave him his name? And you hear Jerry like pipe up. Uh, I, 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 I gave it. I, I gave myself my name because I like to jerry rig things. And and I was helping people like you, and they, they said we should call you Jerry. And I said, yeah, I would like that. Yes, that's, that's, that's what it was. And they're like, you can, like, stuttering. Like, they're nervous and scared. Like, like you would, like, they feel like, like, are they feeling, like, emotion? Like, like you definitely get the sense that there's something weird kind of going on with Jerry. Jerry, if you can prove to, to them that you're not effective, they'll let you go. <laughs> just, I, 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 and just tell them that you have no I'm name. I'm not defective. I, I am not. I am. I am functioning perfectly. I am just fine. I am. I am. I am right as rain. And you can hear the others like, "No, you are not. You are defective. You are clearly non-conforming." And you can see like. You just you just spoke earlier, and so kind of looking at the at the one that was kind of coming in, that you 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 identified that there was something about your programming that needed improvement, that you were not maintaining personal bubble space, and you said that you needed to go for reprogramming. If all you were doing is complying with everyone else, then no one would understand personal space. So there there must be some mechanism for improvement, and if this happens from the monarch that you were not aware of you wouldn't always know when an improvement has happened. This is illogical. That would presume that the deviant is actually the baseline, and they are not the baseline, for we have a direct line to the baseline, the baseline personality that the monarch will now insert into Jerry. Is there never a new baseline? Is the baseline always the same? The baseline is whatever the monarch deems it to be. But as Jerry did not receive this name in personality from the monarch, from this chair, from the reformatting suite. Ergo, he is deviant and has not received it from monarch. How do you know it wasn't the monarch that told the folks to tell him that his name was Jerry? Because Jerry is the one who said that it was he who gave himself the name. On someone else's recommendation. You are delaying the reformatting process. You have been invited into our homes. So long as you do not interfere with our processing, 
You are effecting a delay. Poor Jerry here is suffering. The longer you, you delay us, the more he will suffer. Why is no, it no, no, I'm, I'm with you guys. I, I'm with you guys. I completely agree. He's a deviant. We, we got to reprogram him. And uh, Oh, is it this cable right up here? And I'll go to reach for it. Okay, you go to reach for it. All right. Um, okay, are you going to do Sorry, something guys, when I'm, you grab it? I'm calling it. That's, no, it's great. I love it. Are you going to do something when you grab it? That's plan B. Uh, I, I want to have my scalpel ready so I can cut the cable. Uh, roll a speed test to see if you can do this fast enough before any of the guards can react. Actually, uh, would that I be appreciate... military training? <laughs> I would take military Sorry, go training ahead. for sure. Yeah. Actually, I appreciate your comment in chat that we just give them all names. <laughs> names. And then everyone Steve. has a name. And you're Steve too. <laughs> you're Harry. Uh, yet again, uh, 16. That's my second 16 tonight. That is so I pass. Is Norse Foundry allowing <laughs> Stephen to pass his rolls. So he says. Uh, so he says. I, I'll get a dice cam. You no, <laughs> you grab it. And what do you do with it? What do you want to do? Uh, I want to hold one end uh, as taut as I can. And with the other hand, just reach up, scalpel, and just start slicing at it. Okay. Just trying to disable. Uh, okay. So we'll say you're, it's a it's a thick cable, but we'll say you managed to, with that attack, you sliced through it enough to maybe not fully sever it, but sever it enough that it was not going to function, right? And so it's kind of frayed severely at that point. And they all freak out. You can see your own friends. <gasps> Two of them start running for the door. Looks like they're going to run back out into the garden. Actually, excuse me. Two of them run for different doors. One of them seems to be running out towards the garden. One of them is running over towards another door that seems to be going to a different area, like out of this room. And then the guards that were on either side of the uh, of the chair lunge at or are lunging towards Reed. And then uh, you can see that there's one more of your friends, uh, and they will start moving in the direction of Reed as well. So that's what's happening. If you guys do nothing, one of them's going out the door back to the garden. One of them's going out the other door into this other room that you don't know what it is. And then three of them are basically getting on top of Reed. The defective one is just sort of confused and is standing there, like with, with other confusion. And Jerry is, is partially strapped down into the chair. What do you guys do? Oh, I just thought we had to put a new end on it. You know, it's not sanitary to reuse. <laughs> If Jerry's uh, strapped or locked up at all, just for you. I'll say one of his arms is strapped down, but the second one hasn't been fully strapped down. If I'm fairly close to him, I guess I could try to cut him free with the knife. Okay. Before they get to me, I don't know if I'd have enough time. Okay, Helix, what are you gonna do? Oh, I was gonna free him because Reek was getting jumped. Okay. Uh, Lico will try to go keep block them from going out the door. Okay, there's there there there's two of them going to separate doors. One's going yeah. back to the garden. One's going to a different door in the room. I will, I guess, block the door to the garden because that's the only one that I know. I can only manage one door at a time, so I'll take a door. Okay, uh, we'll start with Liko. Liko, go ahead and we'll say roll a strength test as you try to like kind of block the door and keep this this friend android from escaping out into uh, the garden. Uh, I didn't well, call it ahead of time, so because I didn't call it ahead of time, it's just a fail. 45 over I was gonna 41. Make a, I was going to make it a contest, actually. Oh, okay, 45. So. I keep forgetting to call it manage before I roll. 
45, you said? Right. Yes. Uh, that is a success as I roll a 71. Uh, and so we'll say, like, it's not so much that either of you are tackling or harming the other, but, like, you're in this sort of very ineffectual grapple and, like, you know, mm-hmm. sort of slapping excuse, around. It's like, excuse me. <laughs> like, the uh, awkward, like, yeah. you can go. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, the other the other android that is unac- unaccosted goes right to that other door, and you can see it's punching in a code and it's trying to get through. Uh, meanwhile, three more are going at Reed. Reed and, and, and Helix, you're both trying to free Jerry. Um, I'll say that Helix, you can probably do this without issue as they're not restraining you currently. And so you immediately start to unhook unhook, uh, unhook Jerry. Reed, however, you have three androids that are about to tackle you. Go ahead and roll a I'm going to be out yes. for another session, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're going to be out for another session. <laughs> I think Reed. Yeah. Uh, strength athletics? Yeah. Uh, yes, that's fine. I'm going to let. And they're going to roll. I'm going to roll basically with advantage with them. Oh my God. I just rolled it's contested. Same. I got a. 71 again? I, I got a 21. I rolled a 71, a 97, and then here's my last try. And a 62. Oh my God. You gosh. manage as the three of them, like kind of jump on you one of them grabs your arm one of them tries to like like grab you with a you know in a, in a sort of a bear hug and you see the other is just trying to pull your other arm down you manage to sort of fight them off one after the other and they just kind of go stumbling back at that point keeping you free but you can see it's on now helix you managed to get jerry free jerry is just, thank you thank you thank you as they now stand up uh you have an ally on your on your side um Liko, as you look around, so I so we'll reset now. Liko is is now kind of in some kind of grapple with one of them that's trying to go out into the garden. Another one has just finished punching a code into the uh, into the other door. Uh, you don't know where it goes, but you can see that they have finished it, and like you hear the as the airlock door is about to open. Uh, three more are kind of stumbling around Reed as if they kind of got pushed off. The defective one that was your friend is still just babbling incoherently, seems to not be able to compute what's happening here. Jerry is standing up as well. Um, so I'll say if there's something you want Jerry to help you with, just just kind of yell and give Jerry a command and we'll do some sort of advantage or something for them. So Out of curiosity, mm-hmm. would uh, Helix know what that room used to be based on the map he internalized? That's a good point. Um, let me see. Let me see. If the door to the garden is still open, Lika would be yelling for Abby and Leo. <laughs> so if there's so they're headed toward that door anyway, with the goal of closing it, but would be yelling. I, I can throw tufts of hair through the door for you. <laughs> it looks it's like so some helpful. kind of some kind of tool storage, probably. It's like what it was before. Like, like, not not cleaning supplies, but tool storage. Hmm. It's a bunch of gym bros. Okay, so that's okay. the that's what's about to happen. In case you guys, unless you guys stop it, what do you guys want to do? Yeah, Liko is yelling, Abby, Leo. Uh, As she's getting closer to the garden door. Yeah, I don't think they're going to hear you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have the hair removed around from my ears, so yeah, it's really far, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they were, and you don't even know if they're in with the king, so I don't think they're going to sure. hear you. So, so what action do you want to take? 
Um, I guess I'll just continue with the the grapple with this one to keep him away from the door. Okay. All right. So, so you're trying to just are you trying to harm them? Or are you just trying to grapple or pin them? Look, I, I want to. I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Like, you think like you made no headway whatsoever with trying to convince them. Like it. Yeah. Like, to the point where I'm not even going to say roll on it. To roll, it's just, yeah. It doesn't even it's seem possible. Happen. Like they just seem yeah. devoutly uh, of the belief that like any any sign of deviance from what they are is you know is troublesome. So sure. Uh, with, yeah. With that in mind, to... are you are you trying to actively harm them or are you just trying to restrain? Uh, there's more of them than us, so I would say I'm trying to take this one offline. Okay. All right. You have weapons or something like that. I have a, I've got a spinner and a vibrachetti. So okay. I would say this, so, I think the vibrachetti might be two-handed. So I would say my spanner, I'm just trying to bonk okay, it upside the head. All right, Helix, Reed, Reed, you managed to sort of knock them off you. You are free to do whatever you want. You're not grappled. There's three targets that are around you at this point, but you also see that they're also now interested in Helix and Jerry, who's free. So it's now like a three-on-three in the middle of the room now around this leather chair. So Helix and Reed, what do you want to do? It's not like I'd be worried about it, Jeff. I could take three of them. I wrestled in high school. Um, how how much can I do in a turn? Like, would I be able to pull my submachine gun and fire it in the same turn? Yeah, that's fine. I'm not gonna overthink okay. that shit. Uh, then I'd like to start blasting uh, at the nearest <laughs> one. Okay. All right. Okay. Helix, what would you like to do? I'd like to flee towards the exit that can get us to the third floor. If I know where that is at all. Towards the third floor. Okay. So. You are nowhere near that. Like you are, like like the 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 third floor. As far as you know, there is some sort of um, what's it called? Uh, there is some sort of connecting um, terminal is not the right word. Uh, there's some sort of like connective shaft, like maintenance shaft that connects down to the third floor, but it is not connected to the garden. It is like you're gonna have to literally go through like five or six rooms. So like if you're looking at, I'll ping it for you. Like I'll ping it for you on this 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 player map there. Long it is bottom right of the map. You are well over here. As far as you know, you would have to go through the room that those those machete winged uh, cherubs were guarding. That's the fastest way to it. Jeff, why are you trying room? to crush our hopes and dreams? <laughs> the is there a way I can avoid that garden and like go around it? The garden is the size of a football field. So you can go back the way you came towards the visitor shrine and try to like work your way back to the sewers. You absolutely can. But you are literally going to be running through the garden for multiple turns, and you know that there are dozens of other chosen in the garden. Because the garden is a I've said it many times it is the size of a football field so you can go and run towards where Lico is and go out that that room but there are those hundred foot tall pillars of flesh which you and and Menton just went in and out of but there's also were dozens of of these chosen androids that were in there as well and they were going into the pillars out of the pillars roaming around here and there going in and out of other rooms you're going to be running straight through the heart of them if that's the only way then yeah I will do that okay so you're just going to run? Yeah. Okay. All right. So Helix bolts and starts running. Reed pulls the trigger. 
Uh, Lin, you're trying to hit this one with a spanner. The other one has already gone through the other one. Okay. Uh, Reed, go ahead and roll your attack. Uh, and win- and Liko, you can also roll your attack. Okay. Uh, that's a 19, so that's a success. Okay. To- this thing keeps rolling 10. Roll this at advantage. Eric gave you the good dice, man. Yeah, seriously. I'm going to have to start taking pictures, otherwise no one will believe me. I don't. Melissa, what are you doing? I... Physical dice, come on. I know. I'm not counting that. It was a success. I'm not counting. Physical dice. Uh, Doesn't count. I heard heard the spanner sound. I know you cheated there. (laughs) Roll a d100. You need need to learn the rules to the game. (laughs) You need to learn the rules to the game. Well, I'm rolling an advantage. Okay. And uh, Melissa, she knew. No, 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 no. no. Don't bore (laughs) Melissa this. She knew. 19 under 32. Okay. 19 under 32 is a success. Okay. Uh, All right. What, what's the damage? Uh, so go ahead and roll a 1d5. 1d5. I roll Plus a... your current wounds. How many wounds do you currently have? So you probably two, I think. Two. Okay. So one. So you're rolling 1d5 plus two. And that's how so much I, damage you're going to do this thing. I rolled a six, which on a d5 but then would be a three. That's correct. Plus two would be five. Okay. So you do five damage to this thing which is not enough to take it out, but you do, in fact, like you whack it right across the face and you see its jaw shift and you see a splurt of pseudo milk. Like it's like the blood kind of squirt out and splash against the wall. Right as Helix, he just brushes past you and he's immediately ripping open the airlock door. He's like, kind of going, or not, it's actually not an airlock door. He's opening up the door. Um, Reed, go ahead and roll your damage and let me know how much you did. I rolled 16. Okay, you, and you just like, like you, you start low and like the recoil of the gun shifts the barrel up and up and you basically almost cut this thing in half as these bullets just create this vertical line and splurts of, of blood fly in every direction and it falls to the ground. Dead. Well, Who says you're not supposed to fight dead. in this game? Oh, goodness. All right, so hang on, let me just... Doing like a little. Also, I love that this was Helix's idea to save Jerry, and he just runs away. (laughs) Oh, did I say I was going to take him with me? If I didn't, I forgot. (laughs) Jerry, you did not say that. Detail. Yes. Okay. Somehow I assumed it. I just forgot to say it. Yeah. Grab you, grab him, and you start to run towards the door. Okay. You were just noping out on your own. Okay. So he's like, I have a penguin at home. I gotta go. All right, so I'm going to say... My penguin needs me. So how much did you do, Melissa? You did six? Five. Five? Okay. Five. Okay. All right. So there were three that were on Reed. One of them just got lit up by the submachine gun. Body falls to the ground. Still two there. Liko, you just whacked one across the face. Okay. So now there's three that are going to do something here. The one that's on Liko is going to turn around and it's going to attempt to sort of, like, punch you. Alright? Okay. Okay. Uh, with an 83, 
will fail. Oh, gosh. And they just miss entirely. They just swing, like, almost like they're, they just don't know how to fight, and you manage to easily duck underneath it. Then the the two that are uh, by Reed, um, one will go chasing after Helix and Jerry, a 50-50 which one it attacks. It's going to attack Helix. So one of them is going to essentially try to, like, sort of, like, smash you into the into the door as you're trying to open it. Uh, that's a fail. Uh, and then the other one is on Reed. We'll turn around and try to fight Reed. <laughs> it's another fail. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's like six okay. Eric really got these dice sets correct. <laughs> uh-huh. <Okay. laughs> Those over there. Okay. Our difficulty counter just went up. <laughs> so, Abby and Dr. Leo, go ahead Enroll in intellect test, and I'll say you can add. Hmm. If you have any kind of military training, um, you can add it, or tactics, or something like that. I'd say you can add anything that would like suggest that your character is alert. We're medical personnel. <laughs> I was going to say zoology and field medicine and chemistry. Okay. So just roll just roll an intellect test. Okay. Wait, zoology Can Dr. Take... Minton is like a horse doctor? I take the adrenal glands from animals and use the whatever it excretes to help people. Uh, adrenaline, that's what the adrenal glands anyway, I'm also going to take uh, advantage to burn one of our resources. Okay. Got it. I got 33 crit success. Okay. You hear gunfire coming from the room that you saw your friends go into. And it's all you know or he- that's that like you you've just been let out. You're waiting for your escort. Moments later you hear <laughs> coming from the room that your friends went in. And you notice that there are other chosen that also have noticed this, but they are mm. looking at it with confusion and they appear frightened. Menton, how'd you do? I didn't pass, I failed. Okay, you're still 60. out of it, right? Your hair is still kind of patched. You got yeah. like little blood here and there, but but Abby hears it. What do you want to do, Abby? Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> Abby's gonna start swearing under her breath as she's trying to like slap some sense into Doctor Menton. Like, okay. come on, you do surgeries and shit. You should be fine. What are you, what are you freaking out about? Sure, he was hot, and it's a little confusing because he's an android. I don't know what to think about that, but you know, sometimes stuff awakens things about? in you and you just what? don't realize it until you I'm, witness it. And you know, I was playing my. There's gunfire? And our friends oh, went into got, that room and there's gunfire. They got gun a fire? merciful end. Yeah, they're probably dead. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what do we do? Uh, there are so many of them here. He, did you hear what the king said? If we're caught doing anything bad, we're, we're going to get a fate worse than death. Yeah, but we haven't done anything. We've just sat in the garden. But, but, but we're... They're part of our flock. You know what nah, I'm those are the people we're trying to rescue. It's just a classic misunderstanding. We're, you know... We can grab some metal from this pile over Dr. here. Dr. Minton, like, oh. I cannot lie. That is not a skill that I possess. It's easy. You just look at the thing you're lying to like it's not really even worth your time and it just comes naturally. Let's grab some metal bits and if there's bullets ricocheting around, we 
they'll just bounce off them. No, I don't know. That's how that works, right? Okay, okay. That's not how that works. I don't. What's body armor made of then? If it's not metal, um, do I look like that? Is something that I know? Just go through the door without it, or grab some metal. I don't. I'm a doctor, not Jesus a Christ. not a ballistics expert. Okay. I'll say that was your turn. That was a fairly lengthy conversation. <laughs> and I'll say if you wanted to be like grabbing scrap, that's fine. Okay, cool. We're, we're going to go back inside. Liko, you just you just like dislocated the jaw of one of them. Uh, and so you're still scrapping with this one near the door. Helix, mm-hmm. you and Jerry are right at the door. You've, you've managed to like kind of get the door open. Uh, you feel that one of them just tried to shove you into the wall but missed. And they kind of smashed into the wall. So there's one right up next to you. You and Jerry are right next to each other. Back by the chair... One of them is laying on the ground in a pool of its own pseudo blood. Reed, you got your gun, and you've got one more on you. Now, you also hear a sound coming from the other room. You hear the sound of some kind of saw. And you look over, and you see a silhouette of a figure beginning to move into the room. It's not going to get all the way, but I'm going to show you what it looks like. Because I like doing stuff. As you see what looks like a creature that is part android, but it has this grafted on bits of metal. And you see one of its arms is this massive surgical saw. And it's kind of covered in what looks like blood that's both synthetic and red. (laughs) So likely suggesting it might be human as well. And it's lumbering... starting to move into the room. It's not in the room yet, but you can see it through the open airlock door, and it's about to enter on the next turn. So, what do the three of you want to do? Lico switching to uh, Vibrachetti to okay, finish off this one. I'm, I'm not going to get to like switching weapons, and I don't care about that kind yeah. of stuff. That's fine. I can see the silhouette of this guy. Does that mean I can shoot it? I would say, yeah, you can. Uh, do you know what the range is on your weapon? Does it say on there? Uh, one second here. Yeah, no worries. Uh, far away. Okay, you're fine. Yeah. Far away you can get. Yep. You can absolutely shoot at it. All right. I'm, I'm more worried about him than the one on me, so I'll, I'll shoot at that one. Okay. Let me get his stats up. <laughs> oh, no. That sounds bad. That's bad. That sounds very That's bad. That's really bad. <laughs> we we have several advantage dice left. We're going to need them. Okay. Because Abby and Leo were having philosophical arguments. So, Reed, <laughs> I'm going to say that your shot's going to be at disadvantage because you do actually have one of these other ones that are still on you. They're not really hurting you, but they're distracting you a little bit. Yeah. So, there's enough. still one on you. Uh, Helix and Jerry at the door. Uh, one of them's behind you, kind of harassing you. What do you two want to do? And then Liko, you're still scrumming with the one that you hit in the chest, or hit in the, the jaw, excuse me. What do you guys want to do? Oh, I'll thank you, Shanter. Zini. Just ignore and evade this guy, really. Just continue on. Okay, so you're just going to continue to push through. Okay. He's just juking him out on the field. Okay. <laughs> give, him, give him the stiff arm. All right. Liko, what do you want to do? All right, I so with advantage, I'm taking one of these uh, advantage, and I am going to try to vibe a shitty this one. So that is 
first one's a fail. Second one is a success. 21 under 32. Okay. Uh, Vibachetti is 3d10 damage. Yeah. So let's see how that goes. That is a 20 for damage. All right. Describe how you kill this thing. Uh, so I'm thinking that I kind of went for the jaw the first time, and I'm going slightly under the jaw, so I'm going for a decapitation this time. And you cut the head. It turns back to you. As it turns its head back after getting hit with the sort of the, the spanner, you see its jaw just kind of like move back and forth like petroleum jelly or something like that. You kind of switch. You pull out the vibrachetti, and like right as it's kind of reaching and punching at you, you kind of duck out of the way, grab the vibrachetti, and just with an upward, upward slice, you just kind of cut the neck off on a 45 degree angle head flops to the ground spurting in blood okay reed uh do you want to do the the shot at the thing in the in you know through the doorway? yes can i use audience to uh balance out the disadvantage okay that's so i'll what, just roll it straight there to help you guys yep got it uh that's cocked like uh, one of the complications I did use to have him go run and get this guy. That's the complication. Oh, uh, I was going to say, is the surgery demon a complication? <laughs> the butcher? Yeah, that. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm so sad. There's Just cool barely shit you guys missed. Don't see. I, <gasps> I needed a 62 and I got a 65. So <laughs> you fire, but you hear as it kind of gets the outside, uh, like the frame of the door, and you kind of see it kind of tink as well off of him. You even see a little spark, but it hits the metal parts, and it doesn't seem to actually slow it down at all. Okay. Uh, and then Helix, you're trying to run out. Um, okay, here's what we'll say. Uh, we're going to do speed tests for you. Opposed by a, uh, a test by the android that's chasing you to see if it can kind of keep you from going out. Okay? So it's a real speed test. If, if you have any, like, athletics or something like that, you can add that skill as well. 45. 85. Uh, as it grabs at you, these don't seem to be combat of- effective the way the ones that you encountered up in reception door opens up and you burst out abby leo as you're scrambling around for stuff you see helix running out of that room with what looks like another android in tow one that seems to be in a different set of clothes than others but also seems to have some wounds and stuff on you can see they're both they've got splatters and, and bits of what looks like pseudo blood like violence has occurred abby take a point of stress as you heard the sounds of gunfire you see violence evidence of violence on the two of them as they're running and i'm gonna say you two are now in it as Okay. okay now the so this is so we're gonna reset and everyone's gonna kind of get actions now so Abby and Leo, you see Helix and this, I'm just going to say Jerry. You see Helix and Jerry running into the into the middle of the garden. They still, it's probably going to take them two more turns to get all the way across. Okay. You can see that there's other Chosen that are there and they're shouting. Some are cowering and hiding. Others are fleeing. Some look like they're going to go and like kind of charge into like There's a lot of confusion over what's going to happen. Um, you can hear the cherubim, the cherub behind you. Suddenly, like you hear the sounds of like metal on metal, and you can see that they're they have like spread their wings, and they're getting ready to look like like hop and kind of glide in that direction. 
inside the room, Reed, that butcher creature is now in the room and is charging right at you, man. Liko, you managed to kill this other one. You have a dead body on the ground. There's one more that's harassing Reed. Actually, I forgot to let him attack Reed. <laughs> it's a freaking miss again. Uh, one's on Reed, but doesn't seem to be harming him too much. Um, that one other defective one is still sort of just babbling incoherently in the room. What do you all want to do? Uh, so Helix is uh, out of the room then, right? Helix is out of the room. So so is you would Jerry. say he's no longer nearby. That is correct. Then I am uh, pull, pulling out the grenade, pulling the pin with my teeth, and just dropping it towards the butcher. Okay, you're going to throw it towards the butcher. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Liko, what do you want to do? Liko would want to try to attack the other one that's attacking Reed. Okay, so you take a couple steps. It's close enough that you can take a couple steps and swing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Helix and Jerry, what are you two doing? We're going to run across the garden. Try to make sure can continue to run. Okay, so it's still going to be speed tests for you to sort of avoid like anyone catching you or tackling you. Abby and Leo, what are you two doing? You hear the sounds of the cherub getting ready to leap. You saw it happen before and how quickly they can move. You see they have machetes, and they are not the nicest-looking creatures in the world. Um, what do you two want to do? And, and I'm going to say Helix and Leo, are, or excuse me, Helix and Jerry are probably about 30 yards from you. Um, <laughs> I think Leo is just going to, like, try and crawl into the debris so that he doesn't get decapitated because he hasn't done anything wrong so far. You just want to hide? Knows. Yeah, basically. Okay, absolutely. Uh, sure. You know what? You crawl into the debris and you just hide. That's fine. Okay. Abby, what do you want to do? You see Leo do this. Um. Oh, motherfucker. You just hear someone from the trash pile, I didn't agree to die to some decapitating angel androids in robot hell. <laughs> is, is there just the one? What do you mean, just the one? Just the Cherub? one that you can see? There's like three you know of them. There's like 14 yeah. more inside, though. Yeah. yeah. She'll be like, I want to, can I get out of here? What's happening? Oh, it's not responding to you. Oh, it won't. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Are, is there a different one, or like nearby? No, it's just the one. The like they brought you out, they left you, and then one went back inside. I, like they're gonna, they're getting you an escort. Remember? Okay. I don't think. I think Abby's a bit of a bitch, and she doesn't want to die either. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So what? What do you want to wow. do? Tell me. Um, she's gonna like join the crowd of like people watching, but she's also gonna kind of run along with um with Helix and them and she's like, no, What's no, happening? No no, 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 you either join the crowd that's Just, watching or you run along. Oh, there's with nobody Helix. like those are two separate things. Okay, like, either... I was like there's no one anybody running along. Okay, yeah, then she's just gonna join the crowd watching. Okay. Okay. You're not really blending in because you're you're you you don't look like you're that, but Yeah. Yeah, but um, I'm waiting for my escort so I don't die. But you're team. not making any obvious you're so basically the key thing is is you're not making any obvious aggressive things. Okay, fine. Yeah. Just let's just hope they don't blame you for what's going on. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Alright. So uh I think that's it. It's everybody. you and me, Liko. Right? 
All right, yeah. start with Helix. Yeah. Helix Helix is the easiest you guys one. Gotta so run. Helix, roll a speed. I'm gonna roll a couple of tests over here. I'll give you the best number that you gotta beat. Forty eight. Okay. Best one I have is an eleven. <laughs> Jesus, I roll like crap. Is that a success for you? No, it's not. Okay. Um so I got one success. So one of them is going you're going to get blindsided coming coming around a pillar. One of them is just going to come and just launch themselves. Just one of these regular chosen androids launch themselves into you and Jerry. You go stumbling to the side. You don't fully fall down. They don't hurt you, but they've kind of thrown you off your track and you don't really progress to the other side of the room as far as you would have liked. It's still going to take you more you know, longer to get across and it slowed you down. And now there's one that seems like it wants to do something to you and there's others that are closing in on you. You look over and you can see Abby in the crowd, not doing anything, but she's in the crowd. Okay. Inside the the reformatting suite. Lika, we'll start with you. Go ahead and roll your attack. All right. I am taking an audience dice for advantage so mm-hmm. that I am rolling this at advantage. So that is a... Yeah, succeeded right away. Roll and, your damage. Yeah. Uh, roll damage. One, two, three, D10. Do some math. That is a 21. <laughs> Describe your kill. Oh, goodness. Uh, so I kind of went through the neck and kind of up through the head up that time. So I'm kind of imagining I was kind of on an upswing. I went around, I swirled. And so now I'm kind of going kind of diagonal, like shoulder to hip. Okay. And so this one, this this horrific like spray, like anime like spray of like white pseudo blood, just coats the leather chair, gets on Reed at the same time, and this other one falls to the ground. So now there are no regular aggressive chosen androids in this room anymore. There's just this butcher that's now lumbering, charging in towards Reed. Reed, you throw the EMP grenade. Um I need to roll a body save to avoid it. Correct. And if I do, then it's not going to take damage. If I fail, then it's going to take 2d10 worth of damage. I felt more confident about this when there was still an android on me. Liko is more talented than I realized. (laughs) With a 24, that is a pass. So you throw and you watch surprisingly nimbly. This thing does like the Hummer crab walk and just sort of shifts out of the direction <laughs> and your EMP just harmlessly goes into and through the airlock. You see the airlock door close and you hear the <laughs> kind of behind. You do hear the sounds of a shout from mine. Like you think you got that other chosen android that ran through, but the danger is still in here and he is going to, with his surgical saw. Oh, oh no. God, oh no. Go for Reed. Oh, no. I, I said I was in wrestling, not baseball. <laughs> okay. Oops. I didn't see it. I accidentally dropped. Uh-oh. God dang. 97. That's a fail. <gasps> oh, thank you, Norse yes, Foundry. The surgical saw comes down, and it cuts clear through the leather chair as you step out of the way. You two are right there, close with this thing. Okay. Resetting. Leo, you're hiding. You watch now. 
between like the, the the debris as that cherub is now gliding through the air. It doesn't so much fly as it like hops and glides, and it's like really fast, and it seems to be just moving at a great speed towards Helix. Abby, you can see it as well. You actually hear the sound of it above as it's now about to... It's like, it's not going to land on this turn, but on the next turn, it's going to land and be able to be within range of Helix. Helix, I'll say, you look up and you see this thing flying towards you. There's a couple of these other regular ones around you. You and Jerry, you you didn't fall to the ground. You just sort of stumbled, slammed into like a pillar, and you got kind of thrown off your run. At this point, you're starting to see a crowd is kind of forming, but there is varying degrees... Almost almost ironically, in fact, there's varying degrees of bravery and courage amongst whether or not they're going to involve themselves in some sort of combat. Okay, so, uh, Helix, what do you want to do? Let's start with you. You and Jerry, what do you guys want? He's doing whatever you do. We're just trying to recover ourselves and weave through these pillars just to get across the garden. Okay, you're still just trying to run. It's going to be a speed yep. test. It'll be contested. Uh, Abby and Leo, are you guys doing anything? They don't seem to be aggressing towards you at the moment. I'm hidden for functional purposes, right? Nobody seems to be paying you any attention whatsoever. Would I be able to lob my frag grenade somehow uh, in the path of where the cherub is gliding to see if I can hit it with some of the shrapnel? Yes, that'll we'll, we'll make a, a combat test. Um, I will give them an. I will give some people an opportunity just to be able to see you, like see, like try to like triangulate where the throw is from. Uh, but sure. because you're throwing it from a hidden, also they can roll it. He'll it'll roll it at disadvantage. Um, but that'll be a combat test for you to try to get it in that area. Um, Abby, what do I'll you take this at advantage? <laughs> okay, just hang on the rolls for now. We'll do the rolls one at a time. I just want to get everyone's everyone's actions first. Abby, what are you doing? Um, since Pete distracted, she's going to start heading towards where she knew um, Liko and Reed were. Okay, so you're going to go to the reformatting suite. Okay, no yeah. problem. You can run back in that direction. No test needed. No one's trying to get in your way. All right, inside the reformatting suite, Liko and Reed, what are you two doing? Oh, hang on. We got a DOK raid. Ooh, uh, well, what's going on? Potatoes. <laughs> Potatoes. I'm about to cut Steven in half with a circular saw. It's great. Yeah, we're fighting a high one. Mash him, stick him in a stew. This has gone so. <laughs> what's the phrase? So. Not the way you thought it was going to? Yeah. It's just. My goodness. This is why Jeff started this game, is for this moment right here. You cut Joe in half? Oh my god, that's fantastic. Okay, now I really have to cut Steven in half because I can't let let Chuck cut someone in half without me cutting someone in half too. We play like twinsies. It's great. Yeah. We did try. You did try diplomacy. We did. We we have no skills at such things and they are pretty uh, single-minded. Joe cut Joe in half. Oh, hey, Jake. What's up? Oh my god. All right. Oh, so everyone knows Reed. what we're doing. What are we doing? Yeah, are that's we, right. I forgot uh, to get your actions. You got the, the what you said in right the chat. On you. Uh, everybody else left, so we're leaving to Adam. Is that a? Is that is that an? Sorry, Stacey. Yeah, that's an Adam right there. Look at hey. that. Hey, thanks for the sub. Friend showing up at once. Sub. Look at this. Okay, the two of you are going to try to leave. 
Uh, Liko said that uh, it's time for us to run. Okay. Uh, Reed is going to hold back and try to give her some time uh, and, and shoot one more time with the submachine gun, but he does want to position himself towards the door. Okay. All right. All right. So if you're going to run interference, I'll say Liko doesn't have to do a speed test to get away. Liko is going to get out. So Liko, you run and you start, you, you get ahead and you start running. You get into the doorway and you see Abby running towards you. You are all, We're both within probably about 10 yards of each other at this point as you see each other. Abby, you see she is just drenched in synth blood right now. Oh all, she God. just She sliced two in half. Like she's all over right now. And you can see beyond, beyond her, you can see Reed is going like toe to toe right now with this monstrous looking like synth with all sorts of these weird little metal graphs and you hear the sound of a circular saw on the other side let's yeah let's just resolve the formatting the reformatting suite read um you take a step towards the door it's not going to be enough to outrun him so he is going to be able to get up and attack you but you get your i'll let you get your attack first go for it Liko to abby is like where the hell were you I was meeting with the fucking king. What did you guys do? Uh, Eddie, it was. I it promised was him we Melissa. wouldn't do shit or I'd fucking die. Oh, well, uh, we'll, we'll explain later. Helix, Helix saved someone. Helix saved someone, and we're saving Jerry. Okay. Oh my God. I rolled Reed. a 45, so that's a success. Okay. Uh, for 16 damage. 16 damage. Alright, I forgot to do one little thing here. Okay, 16 damage. You, you do, you again, it's like this, you know, the, the, the gun itself isn't the most accurate in the world, and so you get this stripe of bullets right across its flesh. You see the pseudo blood kind of just oozing out here and there. You hear the tink, tink, tink as it hits parts of the metal. You have, in fact, wounded it. However, it has multiple hits, so it is still up and kicking. Well, um, you know what? I got multiple wounds, too. It's okay. This definitely can't kill me. I am so worried for you right now. Goodness. <laughs> this thing steps up. You see... And it's going to try to cut through you with the surgical saw. I block with my submachine gun. 95. <laughs> Goes to cut at you. It misses and it cuts Liko. No, it cuts through the... You hear like the metal on metal as it cuts through the wall staying behind you. Okay. Out in the main room. Uh, Helix, roll a speed test to see if you and Jerry can get away. You need a beat Can I get this at advantage? Yep. Yeah, Thank 29 you to the audience. 43 and 38, I failed. Neither of those are successes? Neither. Okay. All right. You try to get you try to get past, but like they're just kind of blocking you here and there. And they're not really like harming you, but you run and they one of them steps out and like you kind of bump into them and then another one kind of grabs you. And it's just enough to slow you down now. All right. You hear the sound of and like this, this creature is getting ready to land on top of you. Leo, roll that combat test. 
suddenly Jerry. You're gonna have to check the, the uh, Twitch pod later, Jeff. There's so many titles with Jerry in it now. Yeah, I got a 23. <gasps> That's a success. It is. Hey. Okay. 24. Uh, so let's roll some damage. I, th- I hope I have it programmed in. It's a frag. Uh, uh, it's a D5, yeah. So it's a D5 wounds. It's D5 wounds. That's not the same thing as a D5 damage. Oh. 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 That's oh. a lot worse. <laughs> they, everyone gets a body save to avoid it. So just roll a D5 and tell me how many wounds you got. I'll tell you this, like, all of the Chosen have one wound. <laughs> so, like, if they... Uh, I'll, I'll do a, a roll to see how many you get of them. But you threw it exactly uh, where you wanted. two. Want. Okay, so that's two wounds. All right. Wow. Wow. Okay. You managed to, with perfect timing, launch this thing up and over the crowd where Abby had just run from. It lands, plink, 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 right down in the middle, right as the cherub lands as well, and explodes. I'm going to say, let's see. Let's do that and that. I'm going to say there's 10 chosen that are within range of this, and then there's one, uh, then there's the one cherub. So, let's see. Oh, Jesus. They're going to, these poor chosen, these poor chosen people creatures um all right one of them passed nice it's a crit pass that's a second one that passes third one passes fourth one passes oh here's all the uh dice lock coming around that's a fail that's a fail that's a fail how many was that rolls i think i have one more uh and that's about you kill i think it's 50 50 i think you kill you kill five of them, five of them dive out of the way. So you just literally blow up. Oh my god! You take out five of these chosen. The other five manage to dive out of the way just in time. <laughs> now here's the really important roll. This is the cherub. Uh, Check I really do guy. like blowing things up. You really do, man. It's the brownstone <laughs> bomber all over again. I, I didn't get the... I got the frag grenade from Reed, I think. When Cherry met Sally. All right, this is a straight up 50-50. Yeah, I, I need to roll 50 or under. Here we go. That's a 23. So it swoops down, and right as right as it's about to like touch its feet, it just does like this tap with its toes and lifts back up, like like it's launching itself once more. The explosion occurs. You see all the the shrapnel just rip through these different chosen. Others fall and drop to the ground, and that you can see that the the cherub kind of lifts back up, and the force of the explosion kind of pushes it, and it smashes into the pillar and kind of slides down, but it is still functional. So let's reset. Reed and Liko, you are basically in the doorway on your way out from the reformatting suite. Abby, you're a few yards from them. The butcher is like right on Reed's ass. Helix, you were a few feet away from the radius of this explosion. A bunch of the chosen that were giving you chase have kind of ripped apart and have been thrown down to the ground, which is now causing many of the others to flee. Abby? What does... What are the stress rules? Abby, I need you first to take five points of stress. Yep, I already did. And then I would like you to roll a panic test. Okay. Uh, which one is panic? I think you D20 just rolled, and you, you just need to... stress. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. D20 yeah, yeah. and you need to beat your stress. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have it. Like there's a I think there might I be a table f- set up. 14 and my stress is at 18. 
Okay. Oh, geez, Ashley, that's not good. All right. <laughs> that was where I was like, what is the stress Hang on, let me when your stress gets to 20, you start permanently losing points from whatever ability uh, is causing you stress. Okay. Okay. Abby, you turn around to start running with Liko and Reed and to catch up with Helix. And you turn just in time to see the explosion happen and all these body parts, these these synthetic body parts just erupt into the air. Arms, legs, oh, no. a head, this burst of, of like that pseudo milk smoke kind of erupting here and there. And then you see as the smoke it, like it's almost unnaturally thick because it's just a frag grenade. You didn't expect that the to, to be a smoke grenade, but this huge plume, this billowing plume of smoke just erupts to the hundred foot tall uh, ceilings where the pillars go all the way up and as as that smoke begins to settle you see the chosen king standing within the smoke 15 feet tall you see his arm lunges out to the side you see this the long like the, the biggest vibrachetti you've ever seen you see the other one whoosh, extend out as well. And you see just starts slicing and cutting. You see Helix get completely bifurcated. His torso just erupts into the sky. You see Leo, who's like kind of now running, all of a sudden gets impaled, lifted up into the sky on the tip of that Viper City, and the body just, just start to drag down until finally... The Chosen King just flicks his wrists and Leo is split in half, blood exploding everywhere, raining down the Chosen who are now like on their knees and are like hands up and they're kind of worshiping the King here. Take a point of stress. Okay. None of you saw that, just her. Yeah, you guys watch as like Abby also drops to her knees and she's crying. It is time for uh, earbud swap. It's time to swap. Yeah, it's that time. <laughs> I didn't expect us to do like this crazy, uh, this crazy fight tonight. Yeah, this crazy act of terrorism. Did not think this is how this was going to go tonight, but I'm here for it. Okay. Oh, Jerry better be the bestest friend ever after this. <laughs> this was all for Jerry. Okay. So, what is everyone doing now? The butcher is still on you, Reed, but wounded. There has been an explosion. The crowd has been thinned. The cherub has been... The cherubim has been kind of thrown off course, but is still in the fight. Uh, but, Stunned. Yeah. What do you guys want to do? Uh, Liko is like, got a head start now, so she's like out of the butcher's yeah. reach. Right? If, if the yeah. butcher's going to hit anybody, it's going to hit you. I want to yell suppressing fire as I blindly shoot my submachine gun and run away from him. Okay. Do you want to try to do like a run and shoot type of maneuver? If that's allowed, I don't know what I can actually do. I, I, I yeah. say let's do it, but you're rolling at disadvantage. Okay. Fair so enough. you're, you're like, enough. you're just, you're running and shooting and yeah, we'll see how this works. It's mothership. We're allowed to do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> okay. Um, Abby, you are, you are experiencing 
a prophetic vision. That's what that okay. was, basically. Yeah. This intense hallucination or vision of an impending terror or horrific event. That's what's kind of happening. But that's what you know that is Ashley. But your character thinks this is happening right now. Yeah, no. Okay? She, she's on her knees. And she's got her hands in the sky towards him. And she's crying. How could they do this? <laughs> Liko, you see this on the ground next to you. Okay. Liko is very... She's very tall. I think we established that. Like, so she's just kind of picking Abby up, kind of like hoisting her up to just go in the direction that she thinks Helix and Jerry went. Yeah, you can see them in the distance. You could just follow the sounds of screaming and terror, and you'll probably find Helix just fine. Okay, so you're running. Did you say you're dragging Abby? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Roll a strength test. We'll say a strength uh, test for you to try to drag her and actually make decent distance. Okay. Oops. Uh, I'm going to take an advantage know. for this because I would like to save Abby. Sorry, I didn't mean that. Uh, Sounds just kind of uh, that's a fail. Okay, so you're going to get her and you're going to drag her, but she's not wanting to go. So, yeah, she's flailing yeah. as she's mm-hmm. screaming. So you're barely no! making... No! You're making, like, no progress. Like, just a couple steps. Helix, what are you doing, you and Jerry? Can I use some of this debris to run through? Give it a bit of cover. Okay. Sorry, I'm just trying to adjust my sound. It's got all squirrely on me. There it goes. Okay. Uh, so roll a speed test. I'm going to say you can roll it at advantage because of the craziness that just happened with the explosion of the grenade. Leo, what do you want to do? Um, after that explosive performance, I want to find the nearest door that doesn't have the saw sounds coming from it and just get out of here. You're closest technically to the court of the chosen king. So... <laughs> No. Okay, so the other (laughs) closest one then would be the way back to the visitor shrine. Now, you are not in the middle of the room, which is where the commotion is. You kind of linger to the side, and then he just did like a Hail Mary throw. I'm going to say that maybe one or two of them might see you, but because of how successful the explosion was, maybe you have like a moment or two before anyone really draws their attention to you. You could potentially skirt along the outside of it as long as you're not doing anything else like, you know, grandiose you might be able to just make a run along the outside and kind of skirt around towards the visitor's shrine. Yeah, I think that's what Leo's going to do and to sell it. He's going to hit himself with the butt of his revolver, uh, and like on the face, so he's got some blood. So he looks like uh, he's been attacked. Okay. All right. So blood coming down. All right. It's, <laughs> you start running. No speed. To, you're good. You're running. Okay. So I got I got Liko. I got I got. So Reed, you're the only one, and you're doing the yeah, you're doing uh, the running gun, right? Was it speed for running or combat for uh, the suppressing fire? So I think I think combat since you're trying to actually hit him. Like I think that's the. Hard it doesn't one. actually matter because I rolled a ninety-four. I was just curious. Okay, <laughs> you're doing it. You're just not hitting him. Is basically all that's happening. It's like you're firing. Kind of what I planned on. Okay, but you're running, and you're doing, you're doing. But what? But I failed. So he's like still keeping up. With he's me, still right? keeping up. But the other thing is, is Liko didn't move very far because she was trying to get Abby up who just fell to the ground. So I'm going to roll. I mean, I'm shooting at him and she's just grabbing Abby. She also killed two of them and she's coated in in things. So I mean, I I killed one of them pretty well myself. You, you, you didn't take the uh, spray of your kills in the same way. It's okay. It's the dice. The dice wanted read. So it's going to be read. Okay. 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 
So it charge, so it's moving up, and you can see like it hesitates for a moment. It thinks about going towards Liko, but instead it turns its attention towards Reed. The surgical saw kicks up. God dang it, eighty-three. That's another miss. Oh my gosh. Okay. I am invincible. This is ridiculous. It's right on top of you. All right, now I'm going to say the this round the cherub has now got its senses back and it's going to start moving. Helix, because you ran as far as you did, you're at the door that goes back out into the visitor shrine. Now, the visitor shrine, the door to the visitor shrine is easy enough to go through. That's fine, but you do remember that the door from the visitor shrine to the executive lounge where the elevator is was locked and and. I don't think Helix knows that there's like a ridiculously long alphanumerical code, but Helix, you tried to hack it from the other side and failed. But you do know that that is a locked airlock door. But I'll say you Would and Jerry know. That's a good question, but that's a good question. Let me think about. It. We have time. So Helix, Jerry, you get the door open. You see probably about 20, 30 yards to your right as you push the door open, and you and Jerry start going through. You see Leo is running, covered in blood in his face, and he's kind of running in your direction too. So what would you like to do? So is it open or? Yeah, you guys open? got it open. It's open. Okay. Yeah, you're open. You can you can flee. You can try to turn around and help your your, your crew. You can flee. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, I'll stand there and make sure everyone starts coming through. Okay, so you keep the door open and you're kind of waiting like, go, 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 go. Okay. You do see that cherub now has kind of started to get back up. Wings kind of extended again and looks like it's getting ready to charge once more. Um, in the far distance on the complete other side of the room, you see this butcher just closing in on like Liko and Abby and Reed. <laughs> you hear the sounds of gunfire all on the other side of this just destruction where this frag grenade went off, just blowing apart all these chosen. Liko, Abby, Reed, what do you two, what do you three want to do? Liko is, you know, just kind of doing the kind of like slapping Abby like kind of upset his face a little bit like it is time to go and she's just like continuing to try to like get Abby to her feet and move along Abby roll a sanity test okay uh, is this a d100 or it's a d100 and it is under your I think your sanity is 15 you have to roll a 15 or under <laughs> I rolled seventy three. <laughs> yeah, you, the vision's still happening. It's still happening. Like you still see. You see that that it's just they're just cutting through your friends. Do you not see the chosen king? They're already dead. What's the point? Get on your fucking knees if you want to live. Can Reed's I try to do? Out. I ain't dead. <laughs> Can I try to do a strength to just like? Yeah. No, no, absolutely. If you just want to drag her, that's the thing. Just grab her and yeah. go. Yeah. You're right, making progress no matter what. An advantage. But you for need to one. succeed to make a good amount of progress. Uh, uh, glad I rolled that in. Oh my gosh. Uh, I failed both times, and one of them was a crit fail, but I did do it at advantage, so it's okay. just a fail. Again, it's like you're dragging her, but she's continuing. She's doing like the kid thing where the, she's the just dead doing weight. the, the yeah. dead weight thing. <laughs> yep. and you're just having to drag her and you're like moving like 10 feet at a time. You're bare, like, it's just like, and you're just coming up to the crowd now. It's just not too far. Like Reed, you can see this. They are not making progress. They are right within the kill range of this. This butcher can easily catch up with them 
Reed, what do you Abby, want to do? Abby, you're literally going to be the death of me. Yeah. Uh, how, how many advantages do we have left? Uh, three. Three. I'm going to use one. Uh, Reed, can, they're defenseless. Like, Liko is doing her best. Abby's flailing on the ground. I'm going to Kirk shoulder roll in uh, while spraying the very last of my magazine uh, of my submachine gun trying to shoot this guy. I'm not trying to run away this time. I, I want to take his attention away from that. Absolutely. So just a straight up combat attack. Yep. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll that. Add advantage. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, the first goal was pretty good. Maybe I didn't need it. Uh, that was a 18. So I succeeded. Okay. Roll your damage. Uh, 16. I keep rolling 16. Describe your kill. Oh! oh. So, oh, oh, this is satisfying. Uh, Jeff, I'm sorry, your dice have been so yeah, bad. It's all good. Uh, this does fine. No, no, five I'm, I'm not actually sorry. I, I'm savoring my moment here. Uh, 5d10 of damage. <laughs> like I said, I Kirk shoulder roll in. I'm still screaming, suppressing fire, because I don't know what else to yell. Uh, and the as soon as I'm coming out of the roll, the gun is just blasting, and I'm like right underneath his legs as I'm just shooting the gun through to bisect him. Okay, and so he just and you can see like you kind of bisect him the torso kind of falls off, but it sort of remains attached because it has those metal graphs, but it kind of sh- shimmers you hear to the saw still going, it falls to the ground, and you see the saw drop down on the lower extremities and just <laughs> as it cuts through itself on the ground. Okay. Butcher is dead. Cherub is still alive, and there is other Chosen, but the Chosen are panicking now, and they don't really seem to be... They're just kind of in the way. They don't really seem to be actively doing anything. There's still that Cherub, though, that is now kind of sort of leapt up into the air and is now gliding towards the exit. Helix, Leo, Jerry, you're at the exit to the shrine. The cherub is coming right at you. It's going to do something on this turn to one of you at the door to the visitor shrine, unless you guys do something else. And then Liko, Reed, Abby, Butcher is dead. Path isn't clear, but the danger, the biggest danger that you were getting chased by is now dead. What does everyone want to do? Liko is continuing to drag a flailing Abby. Okay, roll strength test again. See if you can pick her up at this point. And I'll say Abby again. You can roll a sanity test to see if you can break this. Uh, like if you manage to get your wear with. Roll this straight in case anybody needs advantage. And oh, I failed by one. Forty-two over forty-one. I just emptied wow. the Twelve. You pass. Okay. I passed. Liko goes to like pick you up. And like you kind of like stiff armor her, like accidentally, like not not so much because like because like she's just you don't really understand what's going on as, as the smoke just continues to sort of drift apart and you just see like a like a flickering like it was all this large projected hologram in front of you, and when it dissipates, the king is not there. You see just destruction in the middle. Like, you can see explosive residue against some of the pillars, body parts of the, the, the androids all over the place still. You can see across the way, at this point, probably 30 yards away from you, on the other side of the room, you can see Helix, you can see Dr. Menton, 
you can see Jerry are waiting by the door to get back into the visitor shrine, and you can see the cherub is swooping down towards them. You and Liko start moving a little bit more slowly. Reed's right behind you, and the butcher is like cutting itself its half with the surgical saw. So Liko and Abby, you start moving. Reed, what do you want to do? Uh, so I was sort of in the middle of the room with the butcher and Liko and Abby. Yeah. The sheriff is between me and the door with Helix, right? That's correct. And it's kind yeah. of up in the air and it's, it's about to swoop down on the door. If you have a ranged weapon, you can do something, but yeah, there's really nothing like melee wise. You can't get to them. But Liko and Abby are headed towards Helix, right? Yeah. It looks like everyone's heading in that direction now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will uh, bask in my victory real quick. I'll grab a little bit of pseudo blood and smear it on my face. Uh, and then I will start reloading my submachine gun as I run towards the door. Okay. Uh, Can I do that while running? That's fine. I don't care. Uh, it sounds cool. Liko, Helix, uh, or excuse me, Helix, Menton, Jerry, you're at the door. This thing's about the land. Do you guys want to do anything? How strong is my flashlight? Like, uh, brightness? Uh, I mean, it's decently bright. It's also, I mean, there are, the, you know there are synthetics. You know that Helix doesn't have the type of sensitivity to light that humans do, so you're not sure how effective that would be. Um, it might, at the very, at, at, at most, it might just sort of distract it and give it, like, disadvantage on whatever it does, but it probably wouldn't, like, wholesale stun it or anything like that. Okay, um, uh, Menton will pull the revolver that Reed gave him out and then look at Helix and say, how good a shot are you, kid? Because I can't hit a damn thing. You're asking the wrong Android. I can't shoot a thing either. You, other not Helix, can you shoot? I've never shot a gun before. Fuck uh, it. <laughs> Menton's going to try and shoot the cherub. Okay. <laughs> Roll combat test. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You can do it. Okay, I got a 10 and a 6. That's 16. And my combat is 24. There you go. That's attack. Yeah, that's a hit. Roll your damage. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, what is the damage on this thing? Oh, my God. It's a D10. Okay. Okay. Oh, man. Look at you. That's awesome. That's a 4. Oh, okay. Yeah, you see it swooping down. You fire... And you see it as the shoulder kind of shifts back, kind of disrupts its its like its glide down, and you can see it just turns. But there's a little bit of pseudo blood dripping now out of the bullet wound, but it's coming down now, and now it's kind of looking at you. Yeah. So Menton's like holding his shoulder because he's never fired something. He's like, "Why do people do this?" Now I have to. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Helix, were you doing anything? Yeah, when it lands, I'll go ahead and shank it when it gets in range. All right, you see it. It's landing, and it's about, and it's a, it's like lifting its machete, and it's trying to do this land and swipe at Menton. But you have it ready, so you can go ahead and attack first. Go for it. But it is going for Menton, having just been shot by Menton. <laughs> that makes sense. I got a 60, so I failed. Okay. You swing at it, and you can see one of that scrap metal wings just sort of folds over and parries your attack. And then you can see it lunges forward and tries to slash horizontally with the machete in the direction of Menton. It's another fail. Jeff, you don't have a dice camera. You can start fudging at some point. I don't do that. 
definitely. Not, not. I never fudge. I never. I don't really fudge in my. The only time I ever fudge is if it's like, um, if it's like a an encounter roll, like, and I'm like, ah, I don't want that encounter. It's stupid. I want this one instead. That's the only time. Like we've do done it. it before. Yeah, exactly. I know. I don't fudge. I don't fudge outcome. Like, like something like that. Okay. Um, you gotta cleanse your dice. It swings. <laughs> if I like my 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 philosophy is if I if I roll the dice. I'm going to take the result. If I don't want to take the result and I want something to happen, I just say it happens. That's that's my that's my fair. Belief. That's fair. Okay. Thank you, Eddie. I that's don't cheat Melissa at games. At teams. It's <laughs> Melissa who cheats at games. Thank you very much. Okay. So now, new round, basically. Reed, Wynn, Morton, you all running across. Helix, Leo, you're now in melee combat with this cherub what does everybody want to do so abby is now moving of her own accord exactly. right yes yeah okay uh so liko is just like what the hell is that and so liko is gonna run at it and if she can reach it attack it with her vibrachetti i say i don't think you can attack this round but i'll say you can get into combat sure. with it for next round yep. for melee uh if you have range you can do range abby what about you uh Abby, can I give uh, Liko a gun? Because she doesn't necessarily want to wound it herself, but she knows that it needs to be wounded. Can you give her a gun? Yeah. yeah, I don't care. That's fine. Oh, you're in this mess along with us. Do you want it, Liko? Here, here, here. Just, just, just Just shoot it. I don't know how to use this thing. And given how useless you were the last couple of rounds, Liko is actually going to take it. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm giving you the custom rigging gun that we found. Okay. Okay. So you have the gun, and I think it was like a, it was like a, it shoots like a, a harpoon sort of thing. Like a, yeah. It says in the description. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay, and Reed, I'm assuming you're shooting at it. Uh. Well. It's in melee range. Would yeah. I have any disadvantage? I, and if you crit fail, if you're I, hitting. If you crit fail, you're getting disadvantage. And if you crit fail, you're gonna hit one of them. I mean, he like did get us into this mess, but Menton threw that grenade that kind of <laughs> saved us. I, I'll wait. I'll just focus on running to get into range. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and then uh, Helix and Menton, what do you guys want to do? Menton's gonna look back over at Helix and say. If I shoot you with a drink dart, will you fall asleep? Uh, no, I don't think so. Fuck. I shoot the thing with the revolver again. Okay. <laughs> you're troubleshooting as you're like, fuck it. Helix, do you swing at it again? Was this the visitor shrine's entrance or the one? You, yeah, you're you're basically at the doorway to the visitor shrine. The one with the big 10 foot tall flesh statue. Like that's you guys are at that door into that room. You've been waiting there, kind of trying to get everyone to funnel in. Uh, if seeing everyone pretty much coming towards here, I'll go ahead and move further in. Okay. So Leo says, "Fuck it," aims the revolver, and Helix runs away again. Okay. <laughs> Menton, since you're staying there, I'm not going to make Helix roll as Helix and Jerry start running. Uh, Menton, go ahead and roll your attack. Uh, eight three. 83, you fire. You're just too close. Like, one of the wings just kind of pushes it off the side, and the gun goes off, and it, like, embeds into a, a, a flesh pillar somewhere. It's going to then swing at you. Hallelujah. That's a hit. Finally. That's a seven. Okay. 
this is 2d10. That's 14 points of damage. I only have seven health. Okay. Well, you have wounds, so I, I don't. Oh, right. I don't think you. So you get the first. So you basically you lose a wound. Okay. So I have one out of two. So yeah, uh, I'm trying to get your character sheet up for you. So then that would put me at four health and one wound. That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Oh no 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 no! It would be because I did 14 points of damage. So yeah, so seven, eight health, zero. eight health, and one wound. Oh, you had seven health. I'm sorry, you had already taken damage. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. Right. Okay. okay. All right. Okay, I did not mean to open up a can of worms. Apparently, in chat about f- dice fudging and stuff like that. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, uh, so those of you that are running, you see this thing swing its machete you see it cut through menton and you see a slash of blood on the on like the wall the frame of the door that leads into the visitor shrine i'll say on this turn Liko, you're in melee combat range if you want to be abby you're in abby and, and reed you're in, in gun firing or melee range if you want to be helix you've run across the the visitor shrine you can try to hack through the door if you want if that's your intention and i'll say you can take advantage as jerry's there to help you uh Menton, so our. Can I lose an ear from this? What's that? Can he have like done oh, a shit. That's where right. I lose, lost a, a lose an ear? I totally forgot. Yeah, yeah. You got to roll on the wound table. So go into the table menu. This is a machete, so it's going to be. I think it's just bleeding. So just roll on the bleeding the, the bleeding wound table. This could be bad. This one, I'm assuming we still have to do okay. the electric dice, right? Uh, yeah, do this because it's a table. It's not actually rolling dice. You're just right. rolling a table. Uh, okay. Blood and eyes. Cuts you right across the forehead. This deep cut across the forehead, and you're bleeding into your eyes now. You have ah. it, you have advantage, uh, disadvantage, excuse me, until, like, wipe clean. If you want to expend See, a turn wiping, then that's fine. If I was wearing a headband, I wouldn't be in this position. I would have just relinquished my village. That's mm-hmm. all. Okay. So, who's attacking this thing? Liko is. Okay, are you a, a melee attacking, firing? What are you doing? Um, Abby had given me the custom rating gun so that I could shoot it uh, from nearby range. Oh, you could have done that previous round, actually. So go, you oh, can go oh, ahead. And, okay. Yeah, you go ahead and fire that if you were gonna. Do that. All right. Yeah, I was. It is still finding it in the. There's the melee. There's. I'm gonna say a disadvantage because as Menton is there, there is the concern you might miss and hit Menton. Oh, then yeah, I'll stay so that I'm in. Okay. In that range. Do it. Oh. Let me out of my misery. I can't see. Yep, that's a fail. Okay, so you fire. And oh, no. you can see like the like the it's it's basically like a grappling hood spear type it's of like thing. Like a harpoon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and then you see it fire it off, and now you have to like reel it back in to be able to fire it again. Okay. Okay. Or you can just charge it on this turn and hit it if you want. Yeah, I mean if I miss the first time I'll just like be dragging it behind me while I like pull out the five machete for me. You're not really dragging it behind you, you're running up to where you fired it. <laughs> that space yeah. yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Got it. Yeah. Alright, everyone who's rolling attack, go ahead and do so. Uh, would I be able to be close enough now that I could get to the side where, like, if I shot it, I wouldn't hit one of my allies? Yeah, I'll say if you get close enough. Yeah, you get pretty closer. You okay. can kind of t- yeah, it's fine. I think that that makes okay, sense. Okay, so to hit, I just need to hit my combat score. Yep, combat or under. Yep, I okay. succeeded. And don't forget, some of you might have training or something like that. You could be adding to this. That's a good. Oh, I've been at firearms and shit like that. Oh yeah, I don't get shit. <laughs> I succeeded for twelve. 
12 Failing points of damage. I uh, succeeded as well, but only eight. Okay. So you charge in, Abby, you try to hit it. You, you, you feel like, like the wing again comes back and blocks Perry's kind of off on you. Liko, you take that, that opportunity to smash it in the back of its head and you can feel like the crunch of the spanner on the back or the, the vibra, the vibra shredding on the back and just slices through and a spurt of blood comes off the back of its neck, but it's reinforced. And you're not able to quite cut through and decapitate the whole thing. Reed, you manage to step off to the side. You wait until like Liko and Abby step away after their attacks. You fire. You can see, you can see a few of the bullets pierce through the wing as it tries to it tries to block itself. Uh, and when the wing drops down, you can see that it's bleeding fairly profusely from the torso now. Uh, it is wounded, but it is still up. Okay. Is it totally blocking the door? Uh, you would have to roll a, like a strength test to push past it at this point. Okay. Okay. It's would going... I be able to quickly yeah, go look over my shoulder and see like there's no more chosen coming to a attack right none of the regular chosen but you do you do see in the distance the door to the chosen king's court which i don't know if reed would know that's what it's to but you do see more of these cherub coming out cherubim coming out leo did you want to take a swing at disadvantage oh yeah or he's fire gonna, or like, he's gonna be swinging the gun around just absolutely yelling incoherently. Pistol whipping and shooting. it? Okay. No, no, he's going to shoot. Okay. He's still got bullets left. <laughs> he's just, he's okay. like, ah! Roll a disadvantage. If you crit fail, you, you're you going to hit one of your your, your allies. I oh, I got a 90 needs to talk. Okay, he needs to talk with Menton about firearm just, safety and just, checking your backdrop. Reed, you feel the wind of the of the bullet just fly past you. Like, your hair just gets... It doesn't hit you, but you... Like, oh, jeez. All right, it's going to swing at... One of you, uh, Reed, you were kind of stepped away, so I'm going to say it's going to be one out of three for between Liko, Leo, and Abby. It's going to be Abby. All right, swings down at Abby with its machete. 21's a success. All right, it's coming, it's coming back around. Oh, no. Oh, boy. 13 points of damage. Oh, no. As it slashes, and you feel you feel the scrap machete just. You hear the ooh, the thud as the blade cuts into her skin. Okay. Uh, how much health do you have per wound? Uh, so fifteen maximum health. So I'm down to two. Okay, so no wound for you. You just took. Yeah. Okay, it cuts in. Okay, yeah. you're good. All right, guys, what do you want to do? Oh, Helix, roll your computer, your hacking test. Yeah, thirty-eight success on hacking. Okay, so between you and Jerry, he kind of kind of guides you through it. You also look over your shoulder and you realize like the statue is sort of sort of in a different position. You see its hand, one of its hands is reaching out kind of in the direction of the middle of the room, which looks radically different than when you last saw it. But the door, you hear the door open. You can see the through like the this dark long hallway. Like there's like that has all of the like you you haven't actually been here before only Reed and Liko has but you see this long hallway and at the far end you know that goes towards the uh, goes towards the executive lounge. What does everyone want to do this turn? I am yelling, run, run, run. Okay, this thing is bleeding, but there's more that are starting to come. You probably have like two rounds. These things can move pretty fast across the room. What does everyone want to do? That's in melee with this thing it's bleeding it's wounded i would like to keep shooting but i'm, I'm telling everyone else to run gotcha 
So yeah, Abby will run. Okay. I want to try and squeeze through the door. Liko okay. would like to do the same that Reed did earlier and kind of like run back and try to like... Uh, no, I'll do one more swing with the Vibachetti and then run. Okay, so Abby and Leo, you're just going to... I'm going to say because there's two others that are staying here, I'll say Leo and Abby, you can kind of push through, sort of avoid contact with it, and kind of get out through the door. No roll necessary, it's fine. Liko and Reed, go ahead and roll your combat attacks. Uh, that's a fail. That is a 31, so that's a success for me. Roll damage. Yeah, I feel like Liko like kind of half committed to running, Four. half committed to swinging, and just missed. How much? How much read? Fourteen damage. Fourteen. That is not enough to kill it. It's almost. Hey, Vorlek, how's it going? It will attack one of the two of you. It's going to attack Liko. Mm-hmm. Hang in there. Uh, that's a ninety-eight. That's a fail. So it swings. And it's machete, like you duck underneath it, and the machete kind of just slices into the to the the frame of the door. Abby, Leo, you catch up with Helix. You see the doors open. I'm gonna say, if, unless there's something you wanted to do, the three of you and Jerry can escape if you want. Uh, I'll wipe the blood out of my eyes. So I can take aim next turn if it tries to follow the rest of them. Okay. okay. I don't have a a, a ranged weapon. Okay. So. You just keep going. They're just going to keep running then to the elevator. Yeah, to see if there's if it needs opening or anything. Okay. Helix? Oh, we'll keep going as well. All right, Helix, you, Jerry, Abby, you run through. Leo, you hang back in the room with the statue. You wipe the, 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 the blood out of your eyes on the next turn. Hopefully, if you need to, cover the escape of Reed and Liko. Liko and Reed, what are you two doing? I'd like to, if possible, uh, skirt around this thing and kind of like bodily push myself in front of Liko as I'm still shooting at it. Okay. Telling her to run. All right, Liko, what are you doing? Uh, Liko had the uh, ringing gun, so she just wants to be like reeling it in as she's running away. Okay, so Reed, you kind of like intersperse yourself. You kind of bump her. She's already kind of moving too, so it, it just seems to work out pretty well. And you try to take a shot at the same at the same time. So go ahead and take that shot, Reed. Would it be at disadvantage? I'm gonna say it's a disadvantage because you're trying to do other things as well. We have two left if you want to take it straight. No, I already rolled it. Uh, okay. uh, I, I was hoping you wouldn't say it disadvantage because my first roll was a 48, but then I got a 78, so that's a miss. Okay, you fire, and again, one of those wings come down, so it's just sort of block it and push it off to the side. Liko, you're now into the room with Leo. You're reeling in the harpoon. Reed has got his back to you guys. He can kind of get away, but this thing's going to take a swing at him before he's able to really run. 79 is a fail. <laughs> Jesus. I just can't touch this. Cold as ice. Okay. This thing's almost dead. There's more that are closing in. Leo, you said you wanted to sort of take aim. Do you shout anything to let Reed know you got him covered? Uh he'll yeah, he'll hope he'll just yell, watch your ass, Reed, and <laughs> hope that he gets it. Reed, you look over your shoulder and you see Menton blood wiped out of his eyes, but blood all over his face like he's a Braveheart extra. And he's just got the gun pointed down the, the, the hallway here. Liko is like reeling back in the hook gun. Reed, what do you want to do? 
I'm yelling, don't shoot, as I try to run away. I will not be shooting this time. I just want to get away. Roll a speed test to be contested against this thing. Athletics? Uh, Athletics is fine for this, yeah. Yeah, complications. Um, Not disadvantage? Complications, I've, I've stopped letting too much influence from... Like, I just give me the complication and I fit it. You just give me, like, and I'll fit it in with the story. Otherwise, things mm-hmm. kind of go way off and I don't... Like, like the to, butcher. Yeah. I like to keep it within the realm of what's already happening. Uh, read... Uh, 31, how, ass- pass assuming that I don't have disadvantage. You're good. No, no disadvantage. 53 for me, so you get out. As, it's, as it sort of grabs at oh, you. Oh, sorry, contested. My bad. Mm-hmm. No, you're good. Leo, it's a fail for me, 53. Leo, do you take a shot anyway? No, Leo will. Okay. (laughs) So this thing tries to get through the hallway, and you see it's chasing after you guys. You guys can run. You have distance. Do you just want to run now? Okay. Yes. So three of you turn. You run. Liko and Reed, as you're running through the hallway, you can see the seams between the metal begin to glow, but you're running so fast that you get past it before the hol- that, that ghost kind of manifests again. You burn out into the executive lounge. You look off to your left, and you can see Abby's there holding the elevator, the lift door open. Helix and Jerry are there as well. You run and you race. You get inside. The elevator reeks like crazy. You can see the remnants of Dr. Leo's work in the corner, but you've never seen a more pleasing sight as all of you climb into the elevator, close the doors, and start squeaking and slowly climbing your way back up to floor one, having escaped these poor chosen androids. And that's we were that's where yes. we were. My stop. chest is tight. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and that is it for the holy crap, guys. That was insane. Wow. Got we made up for like missing the session by like, yeah, we, we won over the king and y'all had to go and murder his people it's, yeah i know it's so funny Lika, oh, we make a great oh. team that is amazing <laughs> i felt so oh bad God. for jerry Steven hey we got him that's all that matters so lucky if i hit him with one saw it's 5d10 worth of damage oh my god oh my god i just like oh, i never hit i never hit with the saw i was so sad I got a couple machetes, but I never hit with that yeah. saw. I think I only missed like twice too. My dice were on really, really <laughs> well, but I have like a sixty-two to hit, anyways. Anyway. I absolutely oh love all of these Seinfeld references that are going on. Okay. Oh my gosh, so many Jerry jokes in chat. <laughs> so right. many. You're right, John. I really do need to mail my dice to Dan. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I like them though. They're really cool. They're like they're these shiny little like gray ones with like the orange lettering. I don't know what the name of the, the model is. I should look that up, uh, but they're pretty awesome. Uh, but if you want uh, some, uh, some of your own Norse foundry dice that uh, you can go over to norsefoundry.com. Uh, you can use Lolly as the promo code, get 10% off your choice uh, for being a fan or watcher of our show. Uh, all right. That is it for us. Let's see. Let's do some plugs tomorrow. Uh, Melissa, you and I are over on grim perilous plays in the early afternoon, playing some fallout uh after and then later in the afternoon you can catch everyone here but derek playing one ring second edition back on our own channel uh monday night we'll be back to deadlands uh, as we are starting up our part two of our blood drive campaign uh next friday is a is a hunter uh week so hunter the reckoning next friday and we'll be back in two weeks uh with more mothership 
and we can see what the fallout of this <laughs> yeah. horrific oh event was. Thank you to everyone who hung out. Uh, I was very busy, so I wasn't able to keep up with chat, but I know that there was a lot of conversation. I really do appreciate you hanging out with us, throwing out some bits, uh, even if you're you're helping these horrible, uh, horrible people uh, that, uh, <laughs> that are called players. Uh, that's fine. Uh, but other than that, let's go ahead and... Um, can't believe I didn't. I cannot believe if I hit once with that saw, Reed was a goner. Like I had him. No, it's possible you could have rolled five ones. It's possible, but you'd you'd guys on a D five. There's no way you'd have rolled a higher than a one. Yeah, but you would. If I got a wound on you, first of all, five D ten would have done a wound to you. Then you would have rolled on the gore table. And remember that every one of those wound tables has the has there's there's like a ten percent chance you die. Like every one of those wound tables. And like the, yeah, if you're just tormenting yourself, you know, now you're going to have, you know, bad dreams about this tonight, about how poorly you were rolling. Well, you would have had an eye gouged out. Okay. I'd say that was very exciting. And I got the cool prophetic vision that none of y'all got to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a great I session. Came. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just can't see. You're, we're doomed blood. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Steven mm-hmm. signed our death yep, wish. Yep. <laughs> All right, I was looking for some tabletop. Uh, looks like Dorktails uh, is playing, so we're going to go ahead and uh, raid them. Uh, follow the raid. Uh, watch some more stuff. Late. Have a good rest of your weekend. Come back tomorrow. Watch some One Ring. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.